Hi, good morning from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio Press Box. It's Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Kyle Ottenheimer. A bit of a, uh, a fractured start there at the top of the hour. We apologize for that. Got a lot to do on a Friday edition of the program, including a lot of NFL draft chat today. Later on in the program, we're going to catch up with Connor Orr from SI, and Michigan wide receiver Nico Collins is going to join us a little bit later on in the show as well. But we actually kick things off today by meeting a man who very well might be the first-round pick of your Baltimore Ravens. He is an edge rusher from Penn State. It's a pleasure to welcome Jason Owe into the program this morning. Jason, it's Glenn and Kyle in Baltimore. It's so great to chat with you, man. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, dude. Hey, can, can you just take me through? I've been trying to ask guys this question the last few people that we talked to. You're so close now to this moment in your life. Where are you emotionally? Are you, you know, ready to jump through a roof? Are you are you anxious? Like, how do you best describe what it's like to be Jason Owe today, 13 days away from your life changing? Man, you know, it's kind of it's kind of weird. Um, I can't really explain my emotions right now because, like, you know, you're, you you've been waiting for this moment for so long. Right. At the same point, you you know it's coming in like you know two weeks. So I'm kind of in the middle of you know anxious and just just calm and just just blessed to be in this situation. I, I can't really explain my emotions. I, I understand, man. It's always always it's fascinating to me, like to talk to and 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 obviously the the bigger part of it is that you don't have any control over it anymore, right? Like exactly. like you're still sitting now waiting. You've done all the work. You're just waiting to see what people say. Um, Jason, a bunch of stuff that I want to cover with you. Let me start with this. Um, you positionally, I know you played a lot of defensive end. How much have you been working on other options, standing up, things along those lines? Do you feel like your best fit is to stay on the line, or do you feel like you have a strength as a stand-up backer that really can come out in the right system? Yeah, I feel like that's that's the that's the beauty of the type of person and player I am is because, you know, my, I'm such a, you know, a high potential player that, you know, I started playing with my hand out there on the D line, but I feel like my, you know, my talents and my abilities can, can allow me to transition to that outside linebacker just because of how I can move in space and, and, and change the direction pretty quickly. So I, I feel like my, my potential is, is can't be held, you know, just on the line. I can uh, play three, four back easily. You, I mean, like, how comfortable are you dropping back in coverage, even setting the edge, things along those lines? Yeah, I'm very comfortable. You know, I've been working on my, you know, two point stance, learning how to shoot out of it, like you know, like a gun, and and being able to drop back as well and and, and continue to move my feet. So, you know, I'm prepared for to be dressed to a three fourteen. You you know, obviously, everything about the 2020 season was insane, right? Is that the best way that we can possibly describe what happened yeah. over the course of the last year and a half? Um, was it was it disappointing at all to you in terms of? I, I imagine maybe you wanted this season to be a year that you would have had a like a monstrous sack total, something that would have stu- stood out so significantly that that maybe we'd be talking about you as a surefire pick that would have no way of falling to the Baltimore Ravens late in the first round. It's... Yeah, you know, you, you know, but that's like the beauty of sports. You know, it, it would have been an easy answer for me just to be like, oh, yeah, it's disappointing. You know, I wish things were like that. But, you know, this gives me – this puts me and catapults me in a great, you know, situation just to work on my game. I know exactly what I need to work on to be that sack artist, to be that guy that – you know, is even more disruptive than what I am. 
I love I love proving the doubters wrong. You know, before I was, you know, labeled as just a pastor specialist, I couldn't play the run game, and now I'm just a, a run game defender. So, you know, it's just something I'm going to, you know, continue to work on it. It puts me in a good position to, you know, excel ex- excel what everyone thinks I could be. No, I, I appreciate that. That's very thoughtful, by the way, to, to say it that way, right? Like it's uh, it maybe gives you one more chip on your shoulder as you start your professional yeah. career, and that's a healthy thing to have when you're a young person, right? It's... Exactly. Jason Owe with us from Penn State. He joins us here on GCR. Jason, when I and look, I, I know you're going to have a, you know you, you are not zeroed in on any particular team at all. I completely understand that, but we are here in Baltimore for obvious reasons. When when I say the term Baltimore Ravens defense, what does that mean to you? You know, it's just uh, you know tough nose. They fly around. You know, when when they have the ability to be disruptive, they they really are disruptive. And I feel like my game, you know, suits suits exactly what you guys are trying to do. You know, just trying to be to move around and you know disrupt the passer as much as they can. So, you know, I, I feel like I feel like we can be a, a, a good marriage. Oh, I like the sounds of that. There's a lot of people that agree with that sentiment, Jason. There's also a lot of Penn State fans down this way, which uh, um, I know. Man, it, it drives. I got to be honest with you. I'm a Maryland guy, so we got one up on you. We got one up on you right now. Yeah, I got. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. But, but uh, it drives me nuts how many Penn State fans there are in this area. There are an awful lot of them. Um, uh, Jason, t- take me through. Um, what what makes you, you know, what what uniquely got you to this point that you are that special type of player? When did you know, you know, what what was the moment in your life where like, wow, this, football is my path. Like this this is what I can do. You know, you know, as like a, a athlete, you just really, you know, get that epiphany once you're like, you just continue to play with, you know play within the sport and you, you just see that you continue to grow, you continue to, to learn and that you just start noticing that there's so much more you can learn and that you're ready to learn it. So I feel like that was the situation with me. I, I came into the game, you know, relatively late, but, you know, every single year I was progressing, progressing, you know, tremendously. So I just knew that if I was in that situation where, you know, I had to perform on this and, and really be surrounded by people that, that were professionals in it, I would just continue to seep it in that sponge and get continue to get better. So it's cool, man. You know, I, I would say it was probably around uh, my uh, you know retro freshman year. You know, I just felt like I could I could just take this and make this professional. You know, you you play in a Penn State defense. You know, we talk about traditions, right, with the Ravens defense and obviously the guys that have come through that way. The Penn State defense clearly is a big part of that. It, is it intimidating at all? Like knowing the names that, that that you're expected to live up to when you go to a place like that. It's... Um, no, nah, it's, it's it's inspiring. If anything, you know, you just you just know that you're you're in the presence of so much, you know, past greats and future greats as well. So it makes you want to raise your level of play. And I feel like that's 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 healthy. You know, we all need to be pushed. We all need to have something that we're chasing. And you know, Penn State offered that to us. I saw something interesting in your bio about what you wanted to do for the folks in Nigeria, and I. You know, I know that, that you were born here, but you, you certainly, your name is of Nigerian heritage. Can you tell me about mm-hmm. your connection um, with Nigeria and why it's so important to you to be able to go back and try to take care of the people there as, as you progress as a professional? Oh, uh, yeah. So, um, you know, I was born here, but both my parents, you know, spent, my dad was born in Nigeria. My mother was born in London, but, you know, she moved to Nigeria when she was like eight, seven. So, you know... A lot of my family is still over there. A lot wow. of my family is, you know, is really like real, you know, real Nigerian. So, I, 
you know, I'm 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 fortunate to 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 be over here and really, you know, reap the the benefits of you know being an American and having the opportunity. But I can't see the say that for everybody in Nigeria. And I just want to, you know, give them an opportunity to showcase and display all their talents and what they can do, whether it's, you know, athletically, academically, you know, in the, in the entertainment business. There's so much talent over there, so much hidden, you know, gems. And, you know, I was given this opportunity. I want to just showcase that and, you know, able to give, you know, everyone in Nigeria the opportunity. So I have I have some things I want to do, but I don't want to say everything on, on radio. <laughs> no, I understand that, but it's remarkable, man. Like it's it's remarkable that you care so much. It's also really cool to see how much Nigerian influence there's been in the NFL in recent years, right? Like it it sure. seems like there's almost a takeover these days in terms yes, of the Nigerian influence in football. I mean, bro, it's it's awesome. It's awesome to see. It's incredibly cool, and and I can only imagine what it means to people back that way to to see the success. Um, that, that, that you guys are having and how much you continue to still care. Okay, can you answer this question for me, Jason? What, do you understand at all why Trace McSorley is like the biggest celebrity on the face of the planet? Because I'm still struggling with it. And he's a great dude. We like him a lot. But it's such a strange deal, man. <laughs> you know, Trace is just a genuine, you know, great person. You know, he's like everything that as advertised. You know, he's selfless. And he's always been like that since I met him, you know, my freshman year. To the times I had I had with him at school, but you know Trace is a star. You know he's gonna carry that wherever he goes. You know whether that's in college or whatever. so. He's just a great person. I mean, he's a great dude. He he shows up in like a TikTok video, and all of a sudden he's the most famous human being that that has ever lived. It's the I'll, I'll never understand it. Have you stayed in touch with him at all? Um, you know, I yeah, I was talking to Pat Frymuth in fact the other day, and and obviously they're really close. But I, I know you guys are on the other side of the ball, and and weren't in the same year. I don't even know if there was like a much of a relationship there. You know, um, you know, it was kind of tough. Yeah, yeah, he was kind of removed from me, and you know, on the sides of the ball. But you know, he'll. Every once in a while, congratulate me for anything I do, and you know I'll congratulate him. You know, wish him happy birthday. So, you know, we always we always you know have, uh, maintain our communication, but you know it can be a little bit better. <laughs> you know, I brought up Pat, another guy that does he get enough hype? Like, did you feel like he deserves a little bit more credit as he goes through this process? Yeah, I feel like people are really you know forgetting what Pat did, you know, and who he was. You know when he was when he was healthy and able to you know pay at his full you know uh, potential, and I feel like he has so much more that he can grow. And people are really forgetting you know how dominant and how uh, consistent and efficient he was. Like he came in as a freshman, and he was you know shaking things up, and he was doing it at a you know very reliable rate. So yeah, you know he's gonna he's gonna prove people wrong. So I'm not worried about that. I mean, how cool would it be if it worked out that maybe both of you guys ended up in Baltimore? That would be what man. a story that would be, man. What a story that would be. Penn State reu- reunion. Yeah, right. You know, by the way, you know, hearing you say that, and again, I'm not, I'm not trying to, because I get if you're talking to somebody in Indianapolis today, you're super excited about the Colts and you know how great Peyton Manning was, the whole deal, right? But it hmm. really does feel like when, like when you when you talk about Baltimore you feel something about how unique that would be and how much of a fit you would be here. Am I, I, and, I, and I'm trying to say this the right way to like not get you in trouble somewhere mm-hmm. else, but am I right mm-hmm. to think that like you really are feeling something that that would be particularly unique for you? Yeah, you know, like I've been around this area for so long, so it's kind of like you would think a Giants or, or a Jets was like, you know, Cause that feeling for, only caused that feeling for me, but the Baltimore Ravens caused that feeling for me as well. It's just like 
the school I went to, there's just so many, you know, DMV people as well. So I feel like a connection. I feel like it, it could possibly happen. Yeah, man, and it's and it's the Ravens defense. It's Ray Lewis. It's Ed Reed. It's Terrell Suggs. It's 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 putting yeah, your that's name. Crazy. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's crazy. it's been pretty great for us over the years, man. We've that's been able crazy. to enjoy a lot of great football over the years. It's been all right, dude. Jason Owe, uh, just another minute here with him here on GCR as we are uh, getting ready for the NFL draft in less than two weeks. Um, uh, Jason, besides, you know, you, you talk about taking care of folks in, in Nigeria, but, like, is do you have something that you want to do for you? Do you have, like, a when, when, when I get that first check, I've, I've always wanted to do this for me type of thing, you know, no matter how small it might be? Um, you know, I, I probably, you know, down the line when I get when I'm more settled in and I have all I'm focused on, and I have everything you know with the playbook now. I probably want to, I want to do something in art. I'm really artistic. It's cool. Want to you know probably translate that to you know making a clothing line or just doing something that I can have my brand in. But uh, you know I got to figure out what I want to do with that. That's really the new cool. Scenery I'm in now. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. I love that, dude. That's really really neat, bro. All right, Jason, let me get uh, uh, plugs in for you. Where can people be giving you a follow on Twitter, Instagram, anywhere like that um, as you go through this process? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, so both Twitter and Instagram is, you know, Jason Owens. That's J-A-Y-S-O-N-O-W-E-H. Give him a follow. Both Twitter and Instagram. Give him a follow in the, both of those places. Um, Jason, I know that there'd be a lot of people in your life because you were at Penn State that would be thrilled if it ended up being Pittsburgh. Just please understand whatever we say about you on Twitter. When if that were to happen, we, it, don't take it personally. We don't mean it. All right. Just please understand. I already know. Already know. And, and you know, before I let you go, just because I brought it up already, could could you tell me? You know, you got to see the the Talia Tungavailoa experiment. Like, you know, how impressed were you by him? Obviously, it was a great night for Maryland, and you probably don't want to talk about it all that much. Um, but just how impressed were you by him and, and, and maybe what, what things might have turned uh, for Maryland moving forward? Um, yeah, I was, I was really impressed with him. You know, he, he came in and he was just so electric and so focused. He wasn't phased. You know, I had a pretty good game that game I think he had like 10 like tackles, 10 tackles, right? <laughs> yeah, like 10 tackles that game. So, you know, he was completely unfazed. I was trying to be everywhere, trying to be in his face, trying to, you know, show him that I was there. But, you know, he was, uh, he was impressive, you know, for uh, – Someone that was, you know, just stepping into the road. So, you know, I feel like Maryland's in great hands. That's cool, I, man. You know, it's it's hard for me to say that because they got it on us this, yeah. this past season. But, you know, I appreciate he was it. very impressive. I appreciate that. Jason Owe, so happy for everything for you, man. What a great dude you are. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning, man. And best of Thank luck you, wherever it is, all right? It's... Thanks for having me. Jason Owe from Penn State and legitimately could end up being – the first-round pick of the Baltimore Ravens in this year's NFL draft. He is absolutely of that group of edge rushers that we're talking about um, as potential fits for the Baltimore Ravens at 27. And, you know, you can hear it in his voice, right? Like, it's that's the it, it, we do this thing where we say guys are going to talk. If Jason Owe was on in Jacksonville today, he'd talk about how much he loves the Jaguars. If he was on in San Francisco, he'd talk about how much he loves the 49ers. But you could just hear something in his voice. You really could hear something in thinking about how special it might be for him for it to play out that way. Um, I saw somebody today who had, I think it was maybe... Unfazed. That's a that's the one that gets me often. What? I spelled that one wrong in the first try a lot. Oh, okay. There's too many different phases. 
I mean, I don't want to bog you. How down. many different phases really two. are there? there are I was going to say, and I always get it wrong. Okay, all right. Well, but then I also sometimes will put the Z in the one that's supposed to be an S. Okay. So it's like I'll mix the two, you know, the variables, the ones that can change, and just make four. You know. So you'll say P H A Z. Sometimes I'll okay. try that one before right. I'll go to the F. Not great. That's yeah. not not ideal. It's one of the words that gets me. All right. So uh, the schedule we were supposed to the schedule that we put up earlier. <laughs> it's a lie. Correct. Yeah. Correct. It's just a lie. Jason Noah joined us at the top of the show, which is cool, and we were great. We we're very happy to talk to him, and legitimately, like we we have really tried to track down all of the viable players that could be the number one pick for the Baltimore Ravens. There's only a couple guys, like Jason Tryon, is one that or Joe Tryon, Jason Owe, Joe Tryon from Washington, have not been able to find him just yet. We're still trying. Still trying. We're still on, yeah. yeah. We're still trying on. Is there anybody else that is a, a legitimate, like, and I'm not I mean, just talking had, about. Yes, we've had, I've been told. No, I mean, flat, first round specific. I mean, it depends. That's who, what I'm who talking really about. knows? Like, is Landon Dixerson, could he potentially I, be first round prospect? I have never I felt know, right? that way, but sure. Is right. it possible? And, and is that just a no, it's not happening? Or is yeah, that I believe. I believe that? so. That's bad. There's some centers that are just not interested bit. in doing stuff. Um, there's well, we been, like Quinn Miners better anyway. Yeah, I know. Right? Jesus. There have been guys like. I have not had success getting trying to get Trayvon Morig. Yeah, but I that's always I been a he's probably gonna go before. No, but it's even not that and like, even then the fit he, doesn't feel it's not a fit. Right. It's just a guy that we, we talked about as being like, yeah. hey, if he happened to be there, maybe it would be I'm talking about of the the fits, right? Of the guys that would make legitimate sense. Sure. We've had uh, obviously both Rashad Bateman and Terrace Marshall on. We can't predict the scenarios where a guy falls, right? We like, can't predict the scenarios where like a guy Owosu falls, or, or whatever the guy's name is. Right, the, Jeremiah. Correct, the guy right. from Notre Dame, um, or where the Ravens were to move up for whatever reason to try to go get a player. But of the it, we are really. I, I think people have already have said a sigh from Texas could be in the mix a little bit. It's it's sure, one of the that. lesser names that we've seen sort of thrown around, and we'll still work on that one as well. But it feels like a guy that they would be trading back to get if that were the case. I would think so, too. I mean, there's a lot of guys that I think of we course. feel like they might be trading back to get. But uh, appreciate Jason Owe taking the time for us. He's not the only draft prospect we're going to talk to today. We will check in with Nico Collins. Not likely to be a first-round connection for the Baltimore Ravens. but, but like Literally everybody we talk to. Yes. Every time we say, hey, who makes sense as far as a big physical wide receiver that would be willing to do the work blocking and, and could fit in what the Ravens do, literally the first name we get back every time is Nico Collins from Michigan. So we're going to check in with him. And I've you know, watched a lot of Nico Collins. Yeah. He's a talented so player, sorry. but the Michigan passing offense sometimes didn't exactly allow their players to mm. demonstrate how talented they were, mm. and that's been frustrating. That's too bad. That's just I need you to know that's. Hey, they got too a lot bad. of talent, Glenn. It was really nice to talk to Jason Oway about losing to Maryland last year. That was, was feeling kind of froggy about that. That was feeling great. All right, Glenn Clark, Kyle Ottenheimer with you on a Friday edition of Glenn Clark Radio from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of Pressbox. Today's program is also brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 right now to get roof and siding repairs for the cost of your home insurance deductible, 410-401-9797, or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. I was talking about what's coming up in the program. Of course, also today, the debut of Kyle in the Kitchen, um, you're off the hook for the hat thing only because I couldn't get the open finished in time either. We had I farmed it out to someone else, which was a mistake. I wanted I wanted a particular sound that, <clears throat> frankly, we don't pay the rights for. 
Um, so I farmed it out to someone else, and it was not ready. They did, they for they didn't realize today was the day I was talking about. It's it's, it's fine. Life will go on. So you're off the hook only because I I dropped the ball on that too. But both of us better be ready to go for next Friday. We'll still do the segment this week, but next Friday we better be ready to go for the first full edition of Kyle in the Kitchen. We're in the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of Press Box. Chesapeake Employers Insurance is your workers' compensation insurance specialist. And yes, we're doing a lot of NFL draft today. We are within two weeks of the NFL draft. And frankly, would you rather us talk about the Orioles dropping both ends of a doubleheader to the Mariners yesterday? That's what I thought. That's what I, I mean. What would we possibly say about that? Joining us now uh, for our weekly NFL draft segment, of course, NFL writer for SI, and and he has been doing a, a mock draft challenge as well with some of the other staff there at SI. He is our friend Connor Orr, and he is with us now here on GCR. Connor, it's Glenn and Kyle in Baltimore. It's always great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. No problem. I'm a huge Orioles fan, though. I'll talk some oh, Orioles. No. Well, okay, Orioles. Wait, how did you become a huge Orioles fan, Connor? I grew up in Lancaster, so they were oh, local, uh, oh yeah, sure. No, yeah, that makes yeah. that's big. I have family sense. in Lancaster, by the way. Are you Amish, perchance, or is it just a, <laughs> your, you know, adjacent? He's on the no, phone Amish with that. Adjacent, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my parents actually. My mom taught at a Mennonite school. When I was little, so, you know, that's really cool. By the way, Amish food is like the greatest thing in the world, isn't it? Jeez, man, there is nothing better than like a trip to the Amish market on a on a Saturday and I I oh, I I get very fat in the Amish situations. It's quite a problem. Yeah, do you really want to talk about the Orioles though, Connor, right now? Do you really want to have a conversation about this team in particular? No, nah, not after uh, you know, uh, maybe after the first 3 games, yes. but uh, I'm yeah. good. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, I'm since that point there has been literally <laughs> nothing to discuss. Exactly right. All right, so Connor Orr, I, I'm not, I still want people to go click on it. We'll link it up, right? Like, but we're going to talk about that in your most recent mock draft. The scenario that you have playing out would make a lot of Baltimore Ravens fans happy because there have been, there have been two prospects that it seemed like Ravens fans coalesced around being kind of dream scenarios for the 27th pick. And one is Aziz Ojolari, the edge rusher from Georgia. The other is the guy that you have falling at 27, and that's Rashad Bateman, the wide receiver from Minnesota. So let me give you twofold. Why do you like Rashad Bateman for the Baltimore Ravens, and why do you not like him before the 27th pick, which it seems like more and more people have have suggested it seems unlikely for him to fall in recent weeks? Yeah, so um, I, I would say it's twofold. The reason that I like him, um, for the same reason that Bill Belichick said in his press conference earlier this week, I think you are going to grade guys off their 2019 film. I don't think you're going to do a ton of grading off of their 2020 film. And in 2019, he was arguably one of the three or four best receivers in the country, maybe a top three wide receiver, totally dominant. And even in 2020, you know, this guy had COVID in June. Um, was asthmatic, um, had to use his inhaler for the first time in his life because he couldn't breathe, and still had a 30% target share of Minnesota's passing offense and was still pretty dominant. And I think that that's going to help him um, you know, at the next level. He said he's fully recovered now, fully healthy. That's why I like him. Why I think he might fall is you know, I, I think there are teams out there who, as inappropriate as it sounds, are going to be critical of opt-outs. You know, they're going to be, you know, they're going to maybe hold that against some people. I don't know if that's necessarily true or not, but it's certainly a worry or a fear among players. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, could that hurt his draft stock? I don't know. I, sh- I certainly hope not. I want to be clear on that. I think it's absurd if it does. Um, but, 
you know, and, and you know, the, the testing, you know, maybe he measured a little bit smaller, a little bit shorter than, than people were hoping, a little bit lighter. And so if you're a team that really has rigorous measurement standards that you want to stick to, then, then maybe uh, you pass up on him. But he still profiles as an outside wide receiver, right? Like this is not, when we say he's, he's he measured in a little bit shorter, we're not talking about the difference in, and, and I'm not trying to knock Hollywood Brown, right, because Hollywood Brown has been very productive, but we do sort of feel like he might be a bit of a fish out of water in Baltimore where he's been asked to be the number one outside receiver, and he's probably better suited working inside. You don't think Bateman's that guy, right? No, he can he can hang on the outside, and he can he can beat up cornerbacks. He can win the tough balls. I mean, he's he's a complete wide receiver. Again, I mean, all these things are you know reasons why some teams might not pick him, but if I'm sitting in a chair, that doesn't bother me. I mean, everything is there on the tape, if you ask me. Let me let me just for the sake of it, just, you have Ojolari going a few picks ahead of Rashad Bateman. If for some reason, and I know this sounds crazy, but if for some reason they were both there, would you still have Bateman going twenty-seven to the Ravens ahead of Ojolari? I think so. I'm actually looking at the. I'm doing team needs for next week, and you know. I, for Baltimore, I think you have a good enough infrastructure to make up for the lack of help on defense more than you do probably to make up for the lack of help on on offense. I think okay. it's probably you know it's close to being a coin flip, but you know if I'm if I'm Harbaugh, I'm looking at it and saying, okay, well, what are we really missing, and you know what can really take us to that next level where we're not struggling against the Bills in the playoffs? And I think that's that it's that second wide receiver. And, you know, does Sammy Watkins help? Sure, absolutely, but. I don't think he gets you exactly where you need to be. I agree with that. I'm still sort of grappling personally with the notion of where the Ravens, you know, and how they best address the wide receiver position in general with how much we've seen Lamar in his career favor the middle of the field. Um, I know Terrace Marshall is very versatile and is almost even more of a slot than an outside receiver. Uh, do you think there's anything to the idea that the Ravens might be looking for somebody who's more of a threat in the middle of the field? And then secondarily, do you think Rashad Bateman can be that as well as an X-type receiver? Yeah, I mean, I think he can play all over the field. I don't think that there's anything, um, you know, I, I don't think that there's anything stopping him. I think that, you know, what we know about wide receivers are harder in college because the speed at which they're playing, they want guys to master one position so they can go faster and they can run more up tempo, and they can, you know, kind of run that RPO offense the way that they want to run it. I don't think that prevents him at all from moving around. Um, but I agree. I mean, you know, if you're Baltimore again, you have to make a decision between how much are we going to push Lamar Jackson to start throwing more to outside the numbers, start throwing more to the boundary, and how much are we going to be like, you know, maybe the Panthers in 2015 if you're Dave Gettleman and, and kind of realizing the limitations of your quarterback, um, and I'm putting limitations in air quotes because uh, Lamar's a phenomenal player, but realizing kind of what his strengths and weaknesses are and then building around it. And, you know, I think Baltimore's done that in the past with the way they've been invested in the tight end at one point had probably, you know, three of the best 20 tight ends in the NFL on the roster. And so, you know, I think that the way that they've invested, I think, shows that they probably do understand what Lamar does best. And, you know, you're right. I think slot versatility is going to be a big component of that. He is Connor Orr from SI. He's with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Connor, what's interesting to me in your mock draft, you have one pick later, Rondale Moore from Purdue going, and that's probably a little bit higher than a lot of people have. And, and you know, we saw a lot of Rondale Moore, and I I was really impressed by him. I know there's, there's some concerns there. Is he someone that 
you think should be in play for the Ravens at 27 if Bateman were to go before then? No, I don't think so. I think it's a different kind of player. Like, more in the Saints were a very specific match for okay. me because I think what Sean Payton is trying to do is create – you know, sort of a positionless offense, right? Where, you know, defenses are going to have a really hard time understanding where people are going to line up. You're going to have two quarterbacks on the field a ton of times. You know, you want all this position versatility and more embodies that to me. You know, I think that's a guy that, you know, is great. You can put him anywhere. Um, you can line him up as a running back. You know, you can, you know, create all these different mismatches and you're going to confuse more teams behind the, sure. before the snap. Baltimore already does that, I think, better than a lot of teams in the NFL. They don't need any help there. You know, they, they've essentially redefined play action. They, they have people guessing all the time with all their backfield motions and everything. But what they do need is a legitimate downfield big-body target. You know? yeah. And I think that that's the difference for me where I don't know if more necessarily helps you as much um, on the other side there. So let's go to the, the opposite scenario, the one where Bateman does end up going before 27. Um, Connor, what... What what do things look? I I am I am starting to be concerned, and I say concerned only because I think we're we're doing a draft night show, and it's never good when the Ra- we do a draft night show and the Ravens don't make a pick. I'm starting to be worried about the scenario where if Bateman's not there, the Ravens trade out of the 27th pick because in particular, it it just doesn't feel like there has been a feel that any of these edge rushers truly stand out from from anyone else in any sort of scenario and. An interior line is another area the Ravens need help, and I don't know if that stands out. What What do you think would make the most sense at 27 for the Ravens if Bateman were to go before then? Well, you have to look at, you know, the rest of the NFL as a whole. This is a really, you know, it's it's top-heavy, but it's, it's thin in terms of the draft, right? And so how many other teams are going to be looking to trade up? You know, if you're Baltimore, maybe you get, you know, a Washington football team or a Chicago who's going to try to, you know, grab a quarterback at the end of the first round, like one of those guys, and, and maybe that's a trade-down target. But I don't think there's going to be a lot of teams back there that are hoping to pass up on their picks at that point. And, you know, you just have to take the value there. I mean, I like interior offensive line. That was somewhere that, you know, um, you know depending on who's there, who's available, you know, um, you know, you could look there. Um, and the edge rushing class, you know, is – is not great, you know, um, but I don't think it's as bad as it's being made out to be. I think there's going to be some surprises there. And so, I don't know. I mean, I, mean, I think you stand pat there because, you know, your, your window is closing. At some point, you're going to have to extend Lamar Jackson. All this stuff gets more difficult. And, uh, you know, so I, I, I think uh, you kind of try to take that best player available and, and plug him in and get going. Is Ojolari the best fit of the edge rushers? Yeah, I mean, I like him a lot. Um, you know, you've always from Penn State. You have, um, you know, a couple of those guys. Uh, you know, Russell from Miami is okay. You know, um, but you know, I think that those guys are are all good. You know, um, do they fit that kind of amoebic um, front that Baltimore is running? You know, I, I'll be interested to see kind of where their evaluations land on that stuff. But I do think there's a couple teams that are going to be, you know looking for edge rushing talent i think that the jets with that second first round pick are almost certainly going to go with an edge player and i think that the browns are going to be active too and try to get up there even though they just signed Clowney, i think that they want someone they can kind of develop for the long term too connor one of the things that has made us struggle so much with talking about the draft in the last few months is we feel like we have this thing that's just lingering over everything with the baltimore ravens and that's the unknown with orlando brown right that 
that he wants to be traded, that the Ravens are apparently listening. But, you know, I've, I've said all along, I don't think that they are as determined to trade Orlando Brown as a lot of other people seem to think. But all it takes is one team making the right offer in order for them to say that they want to do it. Do you have any feel at this point for the Orlando Brown situation and the impact that it might have on the draft? No, but I do think that I wouldn't be surprised if there's still some trades that, you know, like some some pretty significant veteran trades that are going to take place either right up on the lead up of the draft once everybody kind of gets a feel for where this board's going to fall or, you know, once we get um, once we get going a little bit. You know, I think there's still some teams that have some moves to make here, um, you know, a couple players that I expect to be traded still. And so I think that, um, you know, I think Orlando Brown could go, you know, but at this point, if you're Baltimore, I, I I don't think that the the value the return value that you're getting is anything that you have to lose sleep over. You know, I think that it's not really a diminishing asset at this point. I agree with that. I think that you know, it's it, what we're struggling is the what's the value of another season of Orlando Brown plus a compensatory pick, and and how do you measure those two things against what you're getting? And what's and what also is the factor is is there there is a genuine belief that this is a deeper you know a, a class of tackles right in this year's NFL draft. So our teams looking around and saying. Yeah, no offense, we don't really want to give you, you know, pay a, a, a significant price for your guy. We think we can get our own guy um, during the course of the NFL draft and, and get him for cheaper than what we're going to have to pay Orlando Brown. Yeah, and, and some really good downhill blocking tackles, too, which I've kind of noticed, like some bigger-bodied guys who I think would kind of perfectly fit what the Ravens are doing, you know. And so it's an interesting component to it, you know. Would you invest there and then try to deal um, from a point of strength and, and maybe, you know, um, but are you going to get, like you said, are you going to best that compensatory pick at this point, given how deep the tackle class is? I don't know. It's a, it's a really good question. But, uh, you know, I would say that out of all the front offices in the NFL, I would say that Baltimore has probably done the most thorough job or close to the most thorough job of crunching the numbers there. I mean, I think that they do have, uh, you know, they do have a good understanding of, of what the economics look like. All right. Uh, he is Connor Orr, SI.com. It's where you see not only his mock draft, but all of his NFL coverage. Connor, let's leave with this one. The, the one thing that could truly shake up, we've already, ha- like, the truth is, like, the shakeup has already happened, right? Like, we've just already, we've already seen the teams moving up to go get the quarterbacks. Is there anything at this point that could really shake up or throw us for a loop between now and 13 days from now? Well, I think, you know, if we don't, if we go into the night still not knowing who Kyle Shanahan's taking, you know, I w- at three, I think that that would represent a shakeup. I think um, if a fifth quarterback goes in the first round, which we're expecting, um, you know, and, and I'm talking about in the top 15 there with the Patriots being maybe the last team that would go there, I think that would shake up the draft pretty significantly. But other than that, you know, I don't think anything wild, like, you know, maybe a Zach Ertz trade, for example, you know, might be, a, you know, maybe the most surprising or one of the more surprising things that could happen um, leading up to the draft or on draft night. But, um, you know, I'm just really fascinated to see where all these guys are going to go with the, with their quarterback. On that, you're, you're not, you just tell us there's no chance Justin Fields falls to the Steelers at 24. <laughs> I don't know. So. Some quarterback is going to fall. One of these guys is going to fall. Um, will they fall past New England at 15? I doubt it. Um, but one of these guys um, is going to drop, um, and it could be Mac Jones. Um, you know, Justin Fields now um, seems to be kind of reclaiming his rightful place here in the top three, and, and, and the adjusted mocks will follow. But, you know, I'm, I, 
I would be very, very, very surprised if, if he gets all the way to Pittsburgh. Uh, and we're still worried about New England, too, for what it's worth. <laughs> that doesn't make us feel a lot better. All right, uh, Connor, what else can I plug for you, man? Uh, podcast, anything like that? It's... I would say, um, you know, our new digital subscription product is great. Um, you know, all kinds of, uh, you know, uh, different access to uh, premium content. Uh, you can tie it in with your magazine subscription. Um, you know, so I would say uh, subscribe. It's great. Uh, it's super cheap, affordable, and, uh, you know, it helps us do, uh, helps us do great work. So at, I would uh, encourage anybody that's on the fence to uh, to jump in. And at Connor Orr with one N on Twitter as well. Connor, in uh, in five years or so, when the product gets better, we'll have more regular Orioles conversations then. All right, and we will. Please, yeah, I would love that. Yeah, when 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 it, there's something a little bit more worthy of discussion at that point, we will do that. It's Connor, anytime. Appreciate you as always, man. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. All right, take care. Connor Orr from uh, SI. Appreciate him doing that. Um, and I think that that would be the ideal scenario for Ravens fans if somehow Rashad Bateman were to fall to 27. That sure. would, you know, you race up a, at that point. Seth Waldman had something to put. I'd be in my tidbit. Don't worry. Okay. You'll see. I want to bury it. If you if you say so. I say so. If you say so. I say so. Whew. All right. Um, so a little out of order today, but that's cool. No, the show's done now, right? Yeah, I think that's we just go home. <laughs> that's just the way it is. We just go home. Today's show brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. We'll come back in. We will talk a little bit about the Orioles because I guess we have to. We're going to go in the kitchen with Kyle. That's on the way. And what are we, we thinking for that? What time? Um, we got time now. Uh, probably top of the hour. Okay. Top of the hour is what I'm thinking for that. And then we'll talk to Nico Collins from Michigan. They'll likely be how that plays out. That's uh, that's the plan. We're in the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio Press Box. It is Glenn Clark Radio. This is how you get a premium cup of coffee. Better and faster than the drip, drip, drip method. And way better than a large urn of lukewarm coffee made who knows when. At Royal Farms, our new Swiss-made coffee machines grind fresh premium beans on the spot and then brew them one cup at a time for the freshest, most flavorful cup of premium coffee you can buy. This is Royal Farms coffee. It's better because it's the freshest coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. Glory Days Grill is celebrating their 25th anniversary this month, featuring their 12-ounce silver anniversary New York strip steak, the smoky thigh wings, a double bacon and cheddar burger, the strip steak sandwich, barbecue chicken bowl, and their silver anniversary turtle cheesecake. Toast to 25 more years with Glory Days Grill's silver anniversary IPA, brewed by Virginia based brewery Devil's Backbone and take home a commemorative glass. Celebrate by entering any of their three contests online, win a trip to Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, free wings, or lots of other great prizes. Enter online at glorydaysgrill.com slash 25th anniversary. The 25th anniversary menu is available through June 20th. Come in for great food, good sports, and family fun. 
For more than 100 years, Chesapeake Employers Insurance has been helping Maryland businesses keep their workers safe. With competitive pricing and an AM Best, A- financial strength rating, it's no surprise that Chesapeake Employers is Maryland's largest writer of workers' comp insurance. At the end of every workday, someone's waiting for your safe return. Connect with your agent or visit CEIWC.com. Hi, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. The weather is warming up. The days are longer. Do your windows open to let the fresh spring air in? Are they old, cracked, and outdated? The spring rush is on for home improvement projects. One great way to improve the look, feel, and value of your home is with new windows. Act now, beat the rush, and Window Nation will give you 50% off every style window. Bows, bays, picture and garden windows, every style, every color, plus get 0% interest for 18 months. 866-90-NATION or visit windonation.com. The biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common. You've heard them on Jobbing Out. Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. Adam Cole. How are you guys doing today? And Matt Riddle. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. The champ, Drew McIntyre. Oh, thank you for having me. The great Ron Simmons. Damn. Keith Lee. Appreciate you guys having me, man. Bill Goldberg. My pleasure. Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. Mick Foley is with us. This is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. MJF. I'm glad you're happy I'm on this show because I'm freaking miserable. Le champion. Chris Jericho. Le champion. AJ, Aaron, Brandon, and Glenn are talking pro wrestling every week on Jobbing Out. Find it at pressboxonline.com slash radio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Tweet us at... Glenn Clark Radio, 21st Century Talk Radio at GlennClarkRadio.com. All right, back in here on GCR from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. Today's program also brought to you by BuyAToyota.com and your local Toyota dealer. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Um, I'm I trying to say this the nicest way I possibly can. Poop. Poop. There we go. We've said it the nicest way we possibly can. I can't, y- you can't get me to be interested or to have an appetite for analyzing more Orioles losses. And and by the way, I said this a million times, I'm glad we have the bat around tomorrow morning with Paul and Zach. They'll they'll do that there. I I don't have any you know, appetite. For a second there, Matt Harvey almost had a good five innings. Almost. And then at the end what, of it, what, it was still you, an Orioles good five innings. No, stop with that. Stop it. And if it had stop been a nine-inning game, he would have gone nine. No, he definitely would not have done that. That definitely would not have been the case. Um. Zimmerman was disappointing. He was he didn't have as good command as he had in his first two starts. But but I get it. Like what are you? His changeup is still good. I don't know. All what, things considered, I right? don't like, know what disappointing can be with Bruce Zimmerman. I'm, I'm I wanted honest. him to continue to pitch the same as he had pitched the first two starts. He was not as good. He was. But he wasn't that he wasn't, good in his first two starts. He was fine. He was better than expected. I I don't know what my expectation. Well, I don't even know that I would say that he was. Yesterday fine. he didn't have good command. It was uh, disappointing. I mean, the command certainly was not great yesterday. Yeah. That's fine. I'll give you that. But I mean, he he battled. Mullins almost hit the longest home run I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Did you so see that one? Yeah, the one that was fouled. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was. I would hit the warehouse. It, was, if it, was, it definitely if it was, fair. was. It definitely was. Pa- Look, I I just don't know. Like, there's no analysis I have to offer of any of this because this is what we're doing. 
And that's okay. And, I, and it's important for me to keep saying that. That's okay. It's okay that this is what we're doing. Yes, it was fun to win three games in Boston. It was neat. And and sure, it probably gave a lot of people a lot of false hope about something. Is the only other win they have the Yankees one? Yes, the one. No, they won uh, one of the games the doubleheader on uh, Tuesday. Uh, but it was seven innings, so they don't count that, They right? do count that. That's a thing. They do mm-hmm. count it. It does count as a victory. Um, this is what we were getting. And it's why... I can't get worked up about, you know, Stan's like, well, I want to see more Cole Solcer in late innings. I'm like, I sure. No, the bullpen you know, like, is so much of a. Sh- but sure, if you want to, by all means, Other go ahead Plutko, and do that. I couldn't. Uh, Pletko. Let's, Plutko. Uh, it's not Plutko. It's Pletko. Uh, well, I couldn't Which tell doesn't you make sense, but that's. Couldn't that's, tell you. That was an awkward thing with my wife and I the other day. She's like, uh, she looked at it. She's like, how do you pronounce that? I'm like, yeah. Uh, Pletko. Go figure. Yogging. Yes. Um. I, Other than him, I can't tell you who's pitched well in the uh, bullpen. I, I, Armstrong, I, not so much. No, definitely not him. Yeah. But it's more just like a, eh. Well, they I, don't really have. And, and I'm not, I get it. Like, Brandon Hyde has to make a decision about what pitcher goes in at a certain time. And I'm not trying to suggest that in any way I they should be trying to lose every game because their job is not that. Oh, While we know. They have the dose and this goes have. This goes back to the difference in, in openly rooting for a team to lose versus acknowledging that it's best for a team to lose. I'm not saying that Brandon Hyde should just not care at all and just say, ah, hell, I you go out there. I go now. to the table to try to arm wrestle Arnold Schwarzenegger with the right. arms that I have. You can do that. That's and an I option. I could still go out there and give my best effort. Correct. And 1, it doesn't change that I'm not going to win. But it also doesn't change why I can't get worked up about whoever's being put out there to do it. What if you hurt me, though? Wait, would I be worked up if Arnold? Mm-hmm. No, I would not. I would be told you. You made the decision to go arm wrestle Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's a lesson you needed to learn. Clearly, Fair enough. I I can't. I cannot get worked up about these things. You, and and I'm and I wish I could. And I'm sure there's there's a percentage of you that don't like the show as much because I can't do it. I can't bring myself to be worked up about which reliever is going into which inning or whether Dean Kramer starts on short rest on Saturday. How could I be worked up about that? I know what this team is doing. It's a different It's a different thing. It's like when I say I can't get worked up about you guys screaming about wide receivers not coming to Baltimore. The Ravens are doing a different thing. The Orioles are do- in the midst of a different thing. And this stuff doesn't really matter. And that's... You know, I it's it's a difficult thing for for a lot of people that want to still have romantic feelings about every baseball game mattering and things along those lines. I these were seven inning ones, so it was kind of just right. You don't have those. those You definitely don't have those. You don't have those romantic feelings. But it got to the seven inning. It was over. (laughs) Yeah, they just ended it. That's the way. By the way, I did get a message from somebody. I think I saw uh, Eric or Didi tweet something about this too. Like, what what happens the first time someone throws a a no hitter in seven innings? Like, does it count? Complete game notion, right? Like, but it's a little bit different than the complete game. Who cares? The complete game thing is you just give them a complete game. Jim Paul, no one ever knows the difference. But I would still say it's the same thing. If someone happens to throw a six inning no hitter in the rain and they call the game, what do you do with that? It's this thing where we're pretending like this is the first time that baseball has decided the games could arbitrarily end before nine innings, and it's not. It's not that. We're just pretending like it is because we don't like it. And I get that. I'm not telling you you have to like it, but the bit where we're trying to pretend like there isn't precedent. I mean, they would just call this. it a six inning no hitter or a seven inning no hitter. I guess. And then it would be like, yeah, you did it, but you didn't really do it. But I, I don't know. I don't. Would, what would the reaction be on the field? Like what? They how would probably the, just boom. You think that's what it would be? You think they would just just go ahead and start booing? I don't know. I don't know any of the answers to these questions. Um, But as far as the Orioles... Ask Danny Almonte, huh? 
why do you have do you, like are you friends with him or something like you have gone really, really disappointed all to in find in out in. he was older than he was supposed to be that 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 impacted you in a way well i was right around the age that was i was a big every kid when they're young is a little league world series fan yeah to some extent right like sure and so i was that was right in the groove of when i was like yes Yes, Little League World Series, and out comes you're, Danny Effing Almonte. Danny Almonte. Just throwing perfect what a, games. What a weird bit. That and then you, you were like, "That's he's going to be a big leaguer. I can't wait to watch you Danny Almonte in the major leagues one day just dominate. You care much more about this topic than I do, man. And I then, don't know what to say. And then, Glenn, the world, the sky fell. There was a year when I was a child where I think it was Tom's River, New Jersey, got their asses handed to them in the championship game by the Chinese Taipei or whoever they were playing in the championship Japan, whoever it was, and I was like, oh, that's a big bummer. And then, like, two months later, they they found out that, like, there was an illegal player on the Japanese team, and so they legitimately, like, tried to make a big deal in culture about now crowning Tom's River, New Jersey as the Little League World Series champions, but... And everyone got behind it, right? No, it was the weirdest <laughs> bit ever. Like, it was a really weird bit. Weird. It was so strange. That people they they threw a parade that. and stuff. Like, it was very strange the way that they went about doing that. Um, so, look, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I can't give that to you. And again, that's why I would encourage you to turn into Paul and Zach on Saturday because they do still care, you know, ab- about those types of things. I think that this would be, at this point, we would likely start having conversations about, you know, who's the first of the prospects that we get to see the problem being no minor league baseball right now well and and look i know that like grayson rodriguez has been throwing there was a video of him striking out spencer torkelson in an alternate camp site game this week and that's cool but i don't know how they judge that like i don't know yeah anybody who who hasn't (laughs) struck out spencer torkelson my question being i don't know if the Orioles would feel comfortable bringing someone up that... I can't imagine. I, there's I, just really no reason for it to be right now. Oh, there's certainly... With Grayson Rodriguez specifically, there would be no reason to start his clock. Let's but make like that who, very clear. I don't think they're so dire as far as, oh my God, I can't believe we keep trotting out X, Y, or Z on the fifth day. First of all, it's like a month into the season, right? Like you yes, generally it's, it's give prob- a guy at least It's six probably or seven too starts. soon to make that call. Well, I'm not even talking about pitchers. But I'm in talking general, about, I mean, you know, I mean, position players who are they? McKenna's the next guy up, and he's already on the team. Like, there's nobody else knocking down the door. That's fair. I mean, it's it's fair to say if there was if there was an infield prospect in this yeah. organization, they pro- like I think a lot of people are are sick of Freddie Galvis already. Right? I can understand, like, and I get that. Right. But tell me who it is that's gonna play. Look, Caden Grenier could come up and play a great defensive shortstop and hit one fifty. He, but he's not even at the alternate site. I get it. Like he's not even close. Doesn't mean he couldn't play a good shortstop. But he could probably play a. From what we know of him, he could have when he was drafted played a good major league shortstop. Probably. I mean, let's not. Offensively is different than offensively. Offensively, I, he would be uh, I, whatever the good I, defensive line. I he'd be think the opposite, he could, right? but you know, again, we have to be fair sure. about that. But they don't got guys. No, they're not there. They're just not Gunner there. Gunnar Henderson's certainly not. We don't even know they're, he's going to be a shortstop. Yeah, they're not close. So I, I, I don't even know what the relevant, what is a relevant talking point right now, other than they're just going to keep playing the games, and every now and then, like I, I happen to be watching yesterday, watching Trey Mancini hit a. Mountcastle, shortstop. I think they're going to avoid that one. I don't think that's going to be somewhere they're going to go, just a guess. But, like, watching Trey Mancini hit a ball 450 feet was exciting. I was excited to see that because I like Trey Mancini. And 
you know, at some point we're going to start having to have that conversation too that nobody really wants to have you to have. Hit a little better. But that's yeah. the part. So, it, I, and I hate saying that. It's part of the reason. Like, I'm excited for Trey, and I want Trey to be a more valuable asset. And he's I, hitting the ball hard. It's not like his peripherals suggest that he's his batting average ball in play. I think was pretty low to start the year. So there's reason to think that this isn't like this slump early on. Again, small sample size, small sample size, small sample size. Right. That the slump early on is certainly not indicative of Trey Mancini having fallen off a cliff offensively. So I mean, there's no, there, right. and I agree, there's no reason to think that that's the case. But at the same time, I've said this a million times, if you want to get actual value for someone who's, um, you know, a first baseman, corner outfielder type, when every organization believes they have their own, you need that guy to be playing absurdly well to try to get something. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm not even trying to oversell you what I think you can get, but there is no market for an underperforming first baseman corner outfield type. And that's not a knock on Trey Mancini and the player that he is. It's just saying that we value Trey more here because of who he is and they don't that's not important to them in Houston. That well, doesn't matter to them. charmed in, by the story this year. Yes, but it doesn't right, matter to them in, in as far as trying to trade for a player, for sure. or trade for an asset. It's irrelevant to them. Mm-hmm. They, they like the fact that he's a good guy. They like all that, but, but it's not going to... Baseball is collectively rooting for Trey Mancini. Yes, but, it's, but it doesn't change right. what it is that you can do as far as a trade is concerned. So that's where I am. The Orioles go to Texas now. They play the Rangers for a few games. I, I There's nothing interesting about that to me, but it's... Are you kidding me? It, name something interesting about it. Well... Okay. Nate Lowe, I'll tell you what, he's hitting home runs you there at first base and driving in some he runs. He's doing that. But I will that. say, in the last week, he got like no RBI. So oh, you know this because you're a fantasy. You're a I fantasy will also owner. say, Joey Gallo. Yes. That's a player. You've named a player. Congratulations pitchers, to pitchers, you for that. Pitchers, yeah. Pitchers, Anybody? Pitchers. Uh, they signed a Japanese pitcher, but I forget his name. Yeah, you know what? And they also have somebody that I had no idea that they have because I saw the probable pitchers for this weekend. I was like, he's there? Really? Since when? It's not Lance Lynn anymore. It's not um, Lance Lynn, no. It's not Taiwan Walker. He's in New York. He's pitched well, pretty well, I think, this year. Yeah, of course you know that. Um, it's not – is it Kevin Millwood? It's, no, it's not Kevin Millwood. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Gibson. Kyle Gibson. Really? Journeyman. Yes. Where is else has he been Rangers. other than Minnesota? Uh, wasn't he in St. Louis for a minute, Is he in L.A. also? Or is that a different Might Gibson? <laughs> you know what? Maybe maybe Kyle Gibson was only ever in Minnesota. I don't know. I don't know. I think he was other places. Uh, nope, he was only ever in Minnesota. Same thing. <laughs> Um, well, basically, this should be a barn burner. But the of a point series. being, he was a pitcher I had heard of, and that's not always good. Well, hang on, Mike Fultonovich, I believe, is pitching tonight. Yeah, okay. I believe he he's a ranger once upon too. a time was in like the discussion, like, oh, he's tipping his pitches, like he's yeah. getting crushed because he's tipping yeah, his yeah. pitches. Did I he do, fix that ever? I, I, he's on think, the Rangers, so I guess I, not, right? Yeah, you <laughs> like, think I'm paying attention <laughs> to that? I guess he's not. Uh, that. Yeah, Mike Fultonovich tonight. Something called Dane Dunning tomorrow. Who might be very good? I don't know. I couldn't tell He's you. A comedian, right? No, that's a different guy. And uh, and then Kyle Gibson on Sunday. The Orioles go with Jorge Lopez tonight. You can never miss a Jorge mm-hmm. Lopez start. I guess they're going to start Dean Kramer on short rest tomorrow. That's the plan. Is that who would the alternative be? Like, well, it would have been if they had time. played on Monday. It this is this is this would have been Means' turn to start, but they don't want to have Means start on short rest. Because um, 
Dean Kramer only went three innings. Mm-hmm. The thought is that it would be a better option to turn him around on short rest and have him pitch on Saturday. Yes, the alternative would be bullpen or to make a roster move of some sort, but right. what's the appetite for a roster move right now when you don't have to? So the belief is that Dean Kramer most likely will start on Saturday, and then obviously John Means on Sunday for the Orioles. So there you go. We did some Orioles conversation this morning. I talked to some friends, by the way, in Vegas last night, and they are 1,000% of the belief that I am onto something with the uh, double hook thing, that this is really about betting with baseball. This is entirely about baseball trying to end bullpenning and openers and have starting pitchers for the specific reason of betting, for the specific reason of exactly what Jeremy Kahn told you when we were talking on Monday, that betting baseball is betting starting pitchers. That's that's it. That's the entirety of the concept of betting. You look at who the starting pitchers are, and that's how you bet. And so that relationship makes their – I keep using the term appetite. Maybe just hungry. You think that's what it is? I'm Could it hungry. be? I mean, Good thing we're doing Kyle in the kitchen. Up, yeah. Good thing we're doing that. Um, that, uh, that that's what this really is about. Now that doesn't, you know, they don't, they're not within baseball. And the people that I talk to, my friends in the desert, if you will, as mm-hmm. uh, Brent Musburger once said, um, they they hear things, and so they are they're a bit more knowledgeable. But I was talking with some folks out there, and they were like, "Dude, it's when we first heard about it, the immediate assumption we made is that this is about that." And I was like, "No, I'm on I'm on the same I'm in the same boat. It's exactly where I am with this whole thing." Hour number one is in the books. It's been brought to you by KNS Automotive in Hamden. For over 40 years, KNS Automotive in Hamden has been restoring, repairing, and maintaining foreign and domestic vehicles with a focus on exceptional workmanship, quality customer service. Everything from something as simple as an oil change to major body work. They've got you covered at KNS. 410 235 6660 or go to knsimports.com. That's KNS Automotive, KNS Imports.com. When we come back in, the debut, I guess technically it's not the debut right, because this, like, was, this was spurred by a a little nice little impromptu. Rap- what is the repertoire? The te- uh, back and forth. Repertoire. No, no, no. The back and forth. Repartee. 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 A little repartee. That's a fun one. Between uh, you and I about my chicken wings. That's exactly what, what led us to this And moment. I will be talking about both sexy rice oh? and I have, I think, perfected. My roasted tomatoes. Kyle in the kitchen is next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. For more than 100 years, Chesapeake Employers Insurance has been helping Maryland businesses keep their workers safe. With competitive pricing and an AM Best A- financial strength rating, it's no surprise that Chesapeake Employers is Maryland's largest writer of workers' comp insurance. At the end of every workday, someone's waiting for your safe return. Connect with your agent or visit CEIWC.com. 
The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. The journey begins on remote mountain farms and plantations in the lush tropical regions of countries like Colombia and Brazil, where the best coffee beans are grown. The beans are harvested by hand, carefully sorted, bagged, shipped, and finally roasted. And the journey ends as your cup of rich, flavorful Royal Farms coffee, the freshest and best coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Hi, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. The weather is warming up. The days are longer. Do your windows open to let the fresh spring air in? Are they old, cracked, and outdated? The spring rush is on for home improvement projects. One great way to improve the look, feel, and value of your home is with new windows. Act now, beat the rush, and Window Nation will give you 50% off every style window. Bows, bays, picture and garden windows, every style, every color, plus get 0% interest for 18 months. 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. The latest edition of PressBox is available now. On the cover, Luke Jackson profiles top Orioles pitcher John Means and the role new pitching coach Chris Holt is taken with Means and the entire organization. Inside, Matt Kremnitzer reflects on Nick Markakis's career and Bo Smolka looks at what to expect from the Ravens' 2020 draft class in their second season. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Guys, we're almost there. As a lot of people have said, we are at the 10-yard line, but the COVID-19 pandemic is not quite over, so we need to continue to be vigilant, do the right things, including wearing our masks, and if we're going to wear them, why wouldn't we wear masks that represent our favorite teams and players? Home team masks available right now. PressBoxOnline.com slash masks. We got a purple and orange state flag neck gator for you, as well as the Celebrate 8 MVP neck gator, and an over-the-ear faded to Stress state flag and traditional colors mask. They're available. Pressboxonline.com slash masks. Let's get this over with. Wear our masks. Home team masks. You are out. You are listening to Glenn Clark Radio at Glenn Back in here on GCR, hour number two of the program. Mobile One Full Synthetic Motor Oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. Uh, really quickly, indeed. So, uh, Brian Powell just sent me this note. Um, I, I, as I've said before, when Jeff Ehrman reports something and puts it behind a paywall, I don't talk about it. And so I got a message from Paul Novilando asking me about this the other day, and I had to explain to him. I started to read it, and then I was like, whoa, nope, can't talk about that. Um, and I said, to, uh, Paul, I'll respond to you off the air. Um, until, until it's reported by someone else that's not it behind a paywall, I show deference that that's Jeff Ehrman's business, and that's how he makes his money. And so... Um, I don't talk about those things on this show. He reported, I mean, a while back that DeAndre Haynes would be leaving Maryland staff to join uh, Shaka Smart at Marquette, and John Rothstein uh, finally reported it. It's one of those things where, like, I for the for the majority of that, na- it's just not significant enough for the ma- majority of the national reporters to be bothering spending any time on it, but I never wanted to comment on it. Um Paul from Movilando brought it up specifically to ask about uh, the possibility that uh, Dwayne Simpkins, who's been at George Mason for a little while, could be somebody that would be on Maryland's radar. I get it. 
you know, we always want to uh, root for Maryland alums to come back home and, and get jobs. And it was cool when Keith Booth was on Maryland staff. And I, I just don't, I don't think that they operate with that being a priority for them. Now, if you want to point out Dwayne Simpkins has been in the area and has been working his way up for some time, and that makes him worthy of that type of job, absolutely. It, it would make him worthy of that type of job. But I have not been told specifically that that was someone they were pursuing. I think he would, would make sense as a candidate. Um, but I also think that Mark Turgeon wants to hire his guy, and that's the way it goes. He just got the extension. You committed to him. He gets to hire his guys. Um, I, I don't think it's a crushing loss for the Maryland staff. I I don't know who, and I'm trying to say this in the nice way possible, I don't know who would be a crushing loss on the Maryland staff. And that's not a knock on, Bino's a friend, I like Bino. You know, he does a good job of recruiting for sure. He's a hell of a recruiter. Um, you know, but if you had lost him, if, for example, Bino had somehow gotten the UMBC job, then you would have needed to fi- hire someone who was a very good recruiter specifically in the area. You just wouldn't need to find that guy on your staff. So um, that's all I have to say about that. All right, it's time. I don't know why this clicked with me last week. We were having a stressful day. You were having a stressful day. What? I don't even remember what the story was. You had a rough morning, I think. Yeah, there was something. There was something going on. Yeah, there was something. And then going I think on. we had a, like one mishap at the beginning on air. Yeah, there That's, was there was stuff going on, yeah. and for some reason, I was soothed. By Kyle talking about his chicken wings. Yeah. And I was not the only one. Other people enjoyed Kyle talking about his chicken wings. Which they were great. They were great. I've been kind of fiending for more chicken wings since now, I made those. Begrudgingly. Not begrudgingly. That's not true. I, I agreed. I just said I want to put a caveat on it, right? Because Not caviar. Not caviar. A caveat. Still never tried caviar. Uh, You're not missing a lot. It, I know it's making It's very salty I just out don't here, think it's that great. So I said I'm all for a Kyle in the Kitchen segment, but it must be prepared. And when we it's, say prepared, that means like we it, have to segment the time portion out and like more. It's it's not going to be. I'm talking about something, trying to have a conversation, and suddenly Kyle attempts to derail my life and instead discuss uh, the chicken fingers he made. Well, it wasn't chicken fingers. Who doesn't enjoy a good chicken fincher? Which, by the way, don't get me wrong. Chicken fincher. Yeah, who doesn't enjoy a great David chicken fincher? David Fincher's yes, brother. Yes, exactly of right. Yeah. Chicken fincher. That's yeah. the one. That you've nailed yeah, it. It's famous. Uh, who doesn't enjoy a good one? I'm just saying. I don't want it to be that. It has to be a prepared segment. Mm-hmm. And so Kyle agreed. He also agreed that he would do it in the chef's hat, but he has failed us. Mm-hmm. There is no chef's hat. Not yet. There, there will be next Friday, or we'll have to start thinking about. I the even was that. Of, I was that. Like I was like, all right, let me just check Aldi and see if they have them. Mm-hmm. I was there yesterday. Why would Aldi have a chef's hat? Why wouldn't? That's they? more of like a department store type. Oh, of deal. excuse me, Aldi right. can't inspire or, people to become chefs. I don't think so. Or yeah, a co- okay. Or well, a, apparently you're right. Or a costume store would oh, be a better yeah. place okay. to find something like Aldi. that. Why would you go to Aldi? Have you I was ordered? Have you actually ordered one? Yeah, but I wanted to double check and see if they have one. I was at Aldi yesterday. But so. you have one on the way. Yeah, it's supposed to arrive. I believe early next week. I think. I believe. I didn't check the official shipping date. All right. Now. And I'm going to have it open for this for next week, too. All right. All right. But it's time now to go into the kitchen. Kyle in the kitchen, taped in front of a live studio audience. Everybody, welcome. This is Kyle in the kitchen, everybody's favorite cooking show. Uh, we're going to talk about something that I believe might get overlooked a little bit when it comes... This was supposed to be kitchen sound effects. When it comes to the kitchen. In what world does this sound like kitchen sound effects? In reality... It can make or break the quality of your dish. I don't know what this is, but not what I'm talking about. Those are actually kitchen Kitchen sound effects. We're talking about rice, folks. Rice. Yes, white rice. 
boring to some, overlooked by everybody, but not not first on my list. I do not. I don't love it, but I, when yeah. it's done well, you appreciate it. It can be done quite well. When you order Indian food, mm-hmm. you recognize the granular nature of the rice. The fact that it's not clumping together, it's not like soggy and mushy and overcooked. Doesn't most Indian food come with basmati rice? Oh, they do long grain jasmine. I think a lot of people do the long grain. All right. Now, I have... I want to be honest with everybody here. It's, Kyle in the it's kitchen. A good, it's a good change to make in your life. Kyle in the kitchen is not about me being a perfect cook. It's about the process. I'm sure people will be stunned by that. And getting some stuff wrong every now and again. Okay. So I am still working on perfecting the execution of sexy rice. The excellence in execution. Yes. But I have a basic understanding of what you're supposed so to what, do. What do you? What do you? What is sexy rice? So everyone would just think, okay, boil some water, and boil your rice, uh-huh. right? That's typically the rice is done. Yes, if you will. Sexy rice, rather than using, say, three quarters of a cup of liquid or water for your rice, mm-hmm. for a half a cup of rice or something mm-hmm. like that. Which, by the way, that's not the right ratio. You would use half a cup of water mm-hmm. and a quarter cup. Of coconut milk. Oh, okay. I've heard this before. Yes. The coconut milk adding a nice, delicious yes. richness yep. to your rice, a nice sweet flavor. Exactly right. You also would add in a little tablespoon of butter. And this makes it even richer mm-hmm. and adds that sumptuous, buttery flavor that harkens back childhood where you <laughs> had a nice bowl of buttery rice. Okay. Now, Normally the rice, like I said. I remember a lot of times sitting down and just eating a bowl of rice as a child. No, but when you got rice with a child, you had some butter on top. Okay. Didn't you? Probably. I don't know. Yeah. I was a hot sauce Let's man. Let's not from pretend a, that. From then. a very young age. My father put hot sauce on everything. Mm-hmm. And so from a very young age, and my three-year-old's doing the same thing no, now. No, that's a good thing. Where, like, last night he was enjoying some mac and cheese, and he literally said to me, I of would course. like some hot sauce for this. Definitely improved by yeah. mac and cheese. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's beyond the pale to suggest that perhaps Glenn might have enjoyed butter as you know, a child. You know, I didn't. I, you know, you say that, but and I get you're doing a fat guy thing, mm-hmm. but, like, I was not really ever... Like, for example, I don't butter my corn. I don't Never either. have. I don't either. Never been a thing for me. Don't I mean, care. it's tasty, but I, I don't it, need it by any means. By, by no means do yeah. I need butter on my corn. I kind of like the dry old, old bay. Oh, of course. The dry old bay on the corn. It sticks yes. nicely. Exactly right. Um, so, the rice with the coconut milk, with the butter... You bring, obviously, your liquids to a boil. Okay. Actually, I've skipped maybe the most important part of this whole process. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I don't think anybody really, not anybody who doesn't, everybody who doesn't cook rice assumes this isn't a step. You have to wash your rice. You know, I don't, I, I've heard this before. It's never been a priority for me. So if you were to put your rice in a bowl, yeah, fill that bowl with water mm-hmm. just to cover the rice and like slosh around your finger in there. To get it ag- agitated, if you will, ah, what, what the kids piss off it. that rice, yeah. huh? <laughs> you would see that the Make water. the rice want to fight you. The water is no longer clear; it is murky, right, and starchy. Mm-hmm. That is all the starch that is on the outside of the rice that you are trying to remove. Now, because now you this, can't you can't use a colander here because the rice no, would literally go strainers. right through. There the, are fine mesh strainers yeah, though, that exist, that. and that's that. what that's, they like recommend true. if you're a real cook. That's I don't have one of those because I'm not a I don't either. So. Slosh your finger around in there. So now you're just doing the bit where you like put your hand over that's the bowl? That's the toughest part is to pour yeah, the water that's out. that's really Not tough. Not going to lie. What really I've figured tough. out, though, is you get a little 
a bowl and a plate. Not a big plate, but a plate that's bigger than the bowl, you know? Okay. And you just leave a little bit of a gap. Don't be too scientific yeah. in this segment, by You the leave way. a little bit of a gap to pour the water out, but not the reds. And it's imperfect. It's not okay. going to get all the water out, but you get most of it out. You're going to want to do that twice at least. Okay. Until you stop seeing the murky water, until it's clear. No. Because that means all the starch has been washed off and your rice is ready to go, which means that you're more likely, I'm not guaranteeing anything because I've yet to achieve it perfectly, you're more likely to have that granular Because if there's rice. anything that I know in my life, it's that I do not love that dirty water. Uh, but you do love sexy rice. I, well, I mean, I might love sexy rice. And so you bring the water to a boil. You put the rice in. So you attempted sexy rice. I, yes, yes. Okay. That, that's more what I, I want to know the story of your attempt at sexy rice. So my issue, and I think the reason for why I've yet to perfect the rice. But what do they call the rice that sticks to the pan that they serve at the Indian restaurants? And they're rice like. That sticks to the pan. Yeah, that's the good oh, that, stuff. Like crust, I don't know what they yeah, call it, but I know what you're talking about. that's good ass, man. Yeah, yeah. You got to get See, some I'm not, of that. I'm not ready to do that. Oh, I'm not ready to try my that My pans, either. I don't no. think I'm ready to sacrifice oh, a pan for that. Oh, it's just disastrous, right? Yeah, correct. So, I, when you bring it to a simmer, how do you know, right, uh -huh. when you reduce the heat from a boil to a simmer, sure. that your stopping point is the proper point, right? A simmer is a light bubbling, like a little bit of bubbles. When you put the top on, that heat's increasing. Right. Because it's just sitting. Right. So wouldn't that then increase from a simmer? Back to a boil? To something closer to a boil? Yeah, Are you not running well, the what, risk? What, okay, again, you're not telling me your story. You're just... So you, you cover you, it and you let it sit. You're you, supposed to let it sit for... You, you tell me... What did you do? I covered it. Okay, thank you. And I let it sit. Yes. For the recipe initially called for 15 to 18. And I said BS. Because I had a buddy who told me how to cook rice, and it was not for that long. Yeah, it seems like a, it seems like quite some time. No, it's Tip supposed to be longer. Wait, what? Really? Longer. Rice is typically one of the last things that I prepare if I'm preparing. Rice takes a... twenty to twenty-five to eh. really to really get what. Not we're to get the old minute here. rice, babe. And I understand, which I don't fully understand. I say that people have said that rice cookers solve all these problems, and they're yeah. just like perfect. But I don't know how they work. So. Cast that aside, Kyle in the kitchen. Okay. We're old fashioned. So we'll come back to that another date. And so you wait, and I'm looking through the top, right? The clear top of the, the, the pot where mm -hmm. it's quote unquote simmering. Right. I don't see it simmering really. So I'm like adjusting, fiddling with the heat a little bit to try and get it right. And so 15 minutes up, definitely not done. I see like liquid on top. I'm like, mm, okay, liars. Right, right, yeah. 20 minutes go by. I'm like, okay, maybe it'll be closer. I still see liquid on top. And I'm getting worried. Well, yeah, because you don't wanna, you don't I don't want to ruin the sexy exactly rice. Exactly right, yeah. So I'm still looking, and I'm seeing it gather on like one side of the pot. The other side's starting to look a little ricey, mm -hmm. granular, mm -hmm. dry on the top. I'm mm -hmm. like, that part looks good. This side, not so much. Try sliding the thing over on the flame to try and get the source of the flame more directly underneath the wet part. 100%. Seems like a logical decision. Yeah. And so it's starting to come along, it's starting to come along, it's starting to come along, and I'm like, it's starting to look a little more, but now it's been long enough where I'm worried that I'm going to cook it too long. Well, you yeah, know, it's past 25 yes. minutes, and yes. I don't want to ruin the sexy rice. Yes, exactly. So I'd say this, as the first attempt at the sexy rice, we're going to have to hit stop here. Okay. And just see what happens. See how it turns out. Maybe when I stir it, it will, it will have been less wet than yeah. I thought, and it's, it's actually I'm not really good. sure how comfortable I am with you saying wet this much. Oh, my goodness. Got to be honest with you. I it might need be to, to ease up on less, that. Less, I can't say moist. Well, you can, but uh, we got to limit there the number of times. There will be too much liquid okay. still in the rice Yep. for me to say, like, oh, I don't know. So I said, you know what, Kyle? 
You're a, you're a chef, right? Right. A well, chef's got to cook. He's up on all that. Remy, you are a chef. Yeah. Um, by the way, Ratatouille. Fantastic. Well, who doesn't love Ratatouille? Underrated. Um, My wife watches it once a week and says it's for the kids. Good. She's like, the kids like I'm like, no. That's, the, that's parenting, right? No, like, no it's not. <laughs> it's not. That's not parenting. Well, they're trying to inspire them yeah. to cook. So I take, this was the mistake I made. Of, of all okay. of the opportunities to make a mistake, I was too impatient. After being too patient, arguably, after you cut the heat source, mm-hmm. you are supposed to leave it covered for like five to ten more minutes. Why is that? It's, I think, to further and finish the cooking process, similar to when you cook a steak, right? You rest it and you cover it to sort of contain its flavor and moisture. I think that there's, it's not exactly the same, clearly, but I think it's to finish the cooking process, right? Like all that steam in there that's just resting in the pot helps to sort of get the rice where it's trying to get. Okay. I took the top right off and I said, oh, crap. I wasn't supposed to do that. So I tried to see if I could put the top back on and I was like, that's probably not going to work. It's probably not the way you're supposed to do this. So I said, I've already messed this part up. I'm just going to stir it. I'm just going to try it. And I tell you what. Was it sexy? Oh, my gosh. Yeah? It was luscious. Really sexy. It was like I could just make this rice for a meal and be like having a bowl of rice So what dinner. What did you serve your sexy rice with? So. We got to do this quickly, too. It was with a side of, this was something that, this was, I learned this method yeah. from my girlfriend's Hello, uh, hello! You know delivery program thing. Oh, okay, sure. And they added accompanied with some delicious pork ginger scallion meatballs. Nah, you're trying too hard. And uh, some haricot vert. Uh, what? <laughs> is that a regular thing that you get in the old? I think so. I mean, is just, it really? Just green beans. I mean, <laughs> just green beans. They're just called fancy things. Um, and how was it? The rice was the best part, and yeah. the meatballs were really good, right? Like the the green beans were also really good. Did you, did you do the bit where you um where you where you slice the meatball to get the a scoop of meatball with the rice, or was the yeah, rice yeah. so good that you didn't want any of the other food so mixed in with? The it? other good thing that I didn't mention yet with that was they did a very nice with the rest of the coconut milk that was mm-hmm. allotted with it. Mm-hmm. You reduced it down with a sweet chili paste mm. to make a delicious sauce, reduced sauce for over the meatballs and rice. Mm-hmm. And got it today. I mean, it was... I used to eat a lot of paste when I was younger. Uh, we all did. Yeah. Uh, I am a big proponent of the meatball and the rice combo. Huh. I think that the, the you gotta... And it's the same with Indian food. If I have chunks of chicken, oh, no, I mean, I'm Indian, like Indian cutting food, down the middle like and getting... Le- legally speaking, you have to eat multiple flavors together when you eat Indian food or else like the, they, they, they shame you, I believe. But I believe that, that that was the vision of the chef is to have it all in one bite. No sexy rice action. Little sexy rice I recommend rice going out. I literally bought coconut milk yesterday to have in my house. All right, here's my suggestion. Yeah. You now make your sexy rice... Uh, you you make this available via social media somehow. Like you then say to to wrap up this segment, you can go now to Ackland Clark Radio and find Kyle's sexy rice index card. Index card. Yeah, something like that, right? Like here's what I did, just 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 to to recap it so that like maybe people can't listen re listen to the entire segment while they attempt it themselves. But with your notes all provided in a picture somehow, mm-hmm. they would have that to then go attempt what you just attempted and pull I it was, off. I was told there would be no homework. Well, you know what, Kyle? That's where you're wrong. You <laughs> had to prepare the segment. And this is in listening to the segment. I think it can require a, a little take-home advice as well. Okay. So that's what I want you to do to follow up with this. All right? All right. Sexy rice. 
Kyle in the Kitchen, taped in front of a live studio audience. All right. Um, good effort. Good effort. I liked it. I think we can grow from there. I, it's not a nothing. Got to get that chef's hat. That's very important to me right. that you get the hat moving forward, and we'll get some. Uh, we'll get the imaging done as well. So I didn't get the tomatoes. Week's. Maybe we'll put that on hold for next time. Yeah, we, we, we are we are out of time to do this. The tomatoes are delicious. Can you do a 60-second version? Ah, it's not worth I don't want to have to condense the recipe to that. It requires more if they're delicious. All right. We can save it. We can save it for our next week's edition of Kyle in the Kitchen. I do I do want you to come up with an image to share along with this for Kyle in the Kitchen. Uh, right. An image? Like Just me shirtless? No. I mean, for each... Well, I mean, you could do that if you'd like. <laughs> for each for each thing that you discuss... I hear you. You know, something to say. Just jot it down. on Here's what I did. Take a picture of it. Put it up on, the, on social media. All okay. right? My handwriting is... Yeah, that's fine. It's awful, but yeah. we'll, 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 we'll work around that. Hey, act now. Beat the rush and window nation will give you 50% off every style window, bows, bays, picture and garden windows, every style, every color, plus get 0% interest for 18 months, 866-90-NATION, or visit windownation.com. We do this, actually, we do it yesterday afternoon because of his schedule meeting with teams, but another player that has been significantly connected to the Baltimore Ravens, he's a wide receiver from Michigan. He's Nico Collins, and we'll listen to that right now here on GCR. Well, let's continue to meet the guys who are going to make up this year's NFL draft class, and we've been wanting to talk to our next guest for a little while because as we try to start looking at wide receivers that really make logical fits for the Baltimore Ravens, this man's name comes up an awful lot. He is a receiver out of the University of Michigan. He is 6'4". He's got that big physical style. <laughs> he's Nico Collins, and he's with us now on GCR. Nico, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you for taking a couple yes, of minutes sir. for us. No problem. Thanks for having me. Hey, dude, how's, how's life right now? I always love to, you, you know, everything that you've gone through to get to this point like, are are you in that? I am turbo excited. Are you more anxious? Like, how's living on a day like today oh, for Nico man, Collins? It's, uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of mixed emotions going on, man. It's a lot of excitement, anxious, nervous. You know, <laughs> it's something I've been I've been dreaming about my entire life. You know, and and it's it's coming true. You know, the draft coming. You know, in two weeks. And, you know, it's just something I've been dreaming about. You know, since I was a little kid, man. And it's and it's happening. You know, so soon. So there's a lot there's a lot of emotions running through right now, you know, but most importantly, man, I'm I'm happy. Uh, I'm excited, man. I'm taking advantage of it. I'm blessed for sure to have this opportunity, you know, um, to go through this process. So yeah, man, I'm just I'm just enjoying it. I am. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. It's tough because it's something that's a little bit out of your control, right? Like, yeah, no, sure. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, right? Like yeah. you just wanna be like I've done everything I can do. Yeah. <laughs> now I gotta wait on somebody else. I was just waiting. That's crazy. That's the hardest part is waiting. Nico, when when did you realize you were bigger than like other kids your age? Like at what point in your life you're like, man, this, this could be something that could uh, benefit me, whatever I end up doing. Uh, I'll say, I'll say when I started playing football. Yeah. Um, I started playing when I was like five or six. Uh, I was playing for my dad, um, so I was I played quarterback and running back. Uh, so I was pretty much the tallest out of everybody, you know. So I'd say throughout, you know, um, Little League and going through middle school, you know, I was pretty much the tallest, you know, out of my, you know, grade. You know, I've always been the tallest, you know. So i always been – I hit my growth spurt kind of early, you know. So i always been, you know, um, a little taller than everybody else. So, you know, I, I always had the height. So, so uh, ba- based on what you just said, it was always football for you. It was always, you know, you play, started playing for your dad. Was there ever a point where you're like, man, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a, a nice size for a point guard. I might want to think about that. Like, oh, no. 
oh yeah, I'll play basketball too. Okay. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'll, yeah, I play both. Yeah, yes, sir. I, I kind of fell in love with basketball before I played football. I'm not wow. gonna lie. Wow. Wow. You know, yeah, I did, I did. You know, so I just think I was gonna be like KD. Well, I play power forward, shooting guard. I'd bring the ball up the court. You know, so I had the height. You know, so I just thought. I was going to go to the league. Well, I don't know. Hang on a second. You didn't have the height to be KD. That's a different world, nah, man. There's not a lot nah, of dudes that are yeah, seven foot and shoot like that, right? Like, nah, but, but, you know, I had the, I had the skills like KD, though, with the ball in his hand. You know, you know KD like yeah, I feel 11. You. Yeah, so he had the ball in the, in the shooting range. So I feel like that was my game. It's a different you know, world, so dude. That's what I'm doing. I've been looking at, yeah. watching, you know, throughout my basketball career, you know, but I started – I started focusing on football. Um, I say my tenth grade year in high school. You know, that's when I started receiving, you know, um, offers. You know, to, to go play, you know, for football. So that's why I kind of left my basketball career behind. But I still got it though. It's it's amazing, by the way, to me, Nico, that like <laughs> at six four, everybody's talking about you as being the biggest wide receiver. And then if you play basketball, they'd be like, Yeah, he's not big enough. <laughs> Yeah, not at all. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not even. <laughs> I'm not even. What a world, I'm dude. I'm a point guard. That's right, crazy. right. Exactly right, man. Exactly right. Um, Nico, so so um, your experience, first of all, you know, from Alabama to Michigan, like, how, how, does, how does that happen? Like, in what world yeah. does a kid from Alabama end up at the University of Michigan? <laughs> yeah, um, Coach Harbaugh, Coach Jim Harbaugh, he was, he was the reason. Um, I went to the University of Michigan, and he was the reason why I left the state of Alabama to go up north, you know, to play for him. Now, now you say that. Did did he come, like, did you have a, did he have a sleepover at your house when he was recruiting you? Was it, you know, we've heard some crazy stories about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, he, uh, I didn't, nah, he didn't, he didn't have a sleepover, but he was over a lot. He was over a lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> okay, tell us the truth, because obviously we we know the Harbaugh's quite well here in Baltimore, right? Not only do we have John here, but but Jim was the quarterback of the Ravens once upon a time and has been a regular over the years, so we've gotten to know him a little bit. Is he... He is portrayed as being borderline psychopathic, right? Like, we can, we can acknowledge that's sort of... <laughs> What he's known yeah, as is—is is he yeah. actually as crazy as he comes off to everybody else in the world? Yeah, like <laughs> the, the, that's the exact same person y'all see. It's the exact same person that's in the building I see every day. Oh, it might, might be even worse, you know. So it's—it is that same guy, you know. You know, the same dude when y'all see him, the same guy when he's in the facility and he coaching. You know, he might add a little more flavor in there in the facility. You know, behind closed doors, can't really really see and hear him, but. Yeah, it's, it's the same coach, man. You know, he he's fun, energetic. You know, he's a great guy to play for. Um, and you know, I I love playing for him. You know, for sure, I learned a lot from him. It's cool. Three years I was there, so I appreciate him a lot. That's really cool. Nico there, Collins okay. is with us, University of Michigan wide receiver, getting ready for the NFL draft. Um, and Nico, you know, we've been talking about a lot about you in Baltimore. You know, I think everybody in the country is talking about you as being of the big receivers, the most maybe you know interesting prospect in this class. But uniquely in Baltimore, we're doing a different thing here. Um, <laughs> it's a little bit different than what everybody else in football is doing. Uh, and it's interesting because it's created this debate about, you know, the the appetite that wide receivers might have for playing in an offense like this. And I get that you need to say that you're excited to play in, in any offense whatsoever because you got 32 teams that want to draft you. Um, but, but, like, what is the thought process for a guy with your skill set for – 
being willing to maybe sign up the block a little bit more than you than you might do in other offenses. Is that something that excites you because of your size? Yeah, for sure. You know, I love I love blocking. I do. You know, I love blocking for the running back. You know, I like I like blocking. You know, for for my running back. You know, to go make a play on my receivers. You know, blocking downfield. You know, say I don't have the ball in my hand. You know, just going down there for my teammates to you know make plays. You know, so. I love blocking, man. I love being physical out there. I love putting my face in the fit. You know, I love the contact of it. You know, so just being just being a big receiver. You know, you, you gotta love you gotta love the physical part of it. You I know, mean, you gotta play big. You know, so I love I love blocking. You know, for I love digging out the safeties, man. From the running back, so you make that cut off my butt, and he go do what he do. You know, so you get that touchdown block, man. You know, so. I love blocking for sure. I wouldn't mind doing that at all. That's I mean, there's I a lot. There's a lot of guys that have to openly admit they don't, right? Like, there's a lot of guys yeah. that have to openly say, I, you know, it's funny. I was talking to Rashad Bateman a couple weeks ago, and he's like, "Dude, I got to be uh, honest with you. I'm gonna do it. I'm ready to go do it, but it's not yeah. my, been my priority. It's been, you know, nah, yeah, it's not right. Yeah, it's, it's not my. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> but you know, got to do it. <laughs> got to do it. No, I get that. And 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 by the way, <laughs> when, when you're when you're your size, it's something that you should be able to like. You should be able to go kind of manhandle some of the guys that are going up against yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh huh. Yes, sir. He is Nico Collins. He's sure. with us here on GCR. N- Nico, um, are you? Does it does it confuse you as much as it confuses me? why it is that you are not getting the love as being one of the top four or five receivers in this class from everybody. When I look at you and say, boy, what box do you not check? Does that confuse you as much as it confuses me? I mean, yeah, at times, at times it does, but you know, it's not, it's not my opinion. You know, uh, I'm just doing, I'm just doing my job, man. I'm just going out there, you know, just doing what I do. You know, just having fun with it, you know, enjoying football, you know, um, and just enjoying it, man. You know, so it's not if, – if it was up to me, for sure, you know, I'm pretty sure it would be a top five. But, you know, right. it, it's other people's opinions and what they think. So I just let them have it, man. You know, I, I never get caught up in it. You know, it, it is what it is. You know, that's what other people think. But I know what I'm capable of and uh, doing. And, you know, I feel like I have a lot. I have a lot to prove. And I feel like I haven't, you know, showed my potential yet. Is is the biggest strength what you might provide, say, in the red zone, right? Like, we know 13 mm-hmm. touchdowns over the last couple of seasons. Um, do you feel like that separates you from other receivers in this class? Uh, yes, sir. Red zone threat? Yes, sir. I do. I do. I mean. You know, I do because, uh, because I like, you know, the red zone. I call call the red zone money zone. You know, that's where, that's where you get the money at. So, you know, I, I love to stay in the back of the end zone, you know, them high balls. You know that, that that only I can get it. You know, and them, them quarterback. You know, shade throw it high. You know, I go down high point like I'm getting a rebound. You know, so I, I love I love the red zone. You know, I love jumping high because you know not not too many DBs can jump. You know, with with you know they they can jump, but you know, yeah, but they, not yeah, correct. Some, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they someone can't jump that high. You know, so I just love to elevate, man, and just show my vert. You know, my body control in the air. That maybe uh, yeah. that's where maybe that basketball has helped you over the years, right? Yeah. Like, is in those situations. Oh, yeah. Nico, yeah. Nico, I want to come back to Baltimore for a second. Um, when I when uh, I say the name Lamar Jackson, just just what comes to mind? What do you think about when I say the name Lamar Jackson? Playmaker. 
I mean, he's done that. He's proven that. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> is, is he? A playmaker, man. We, we, we like to think that he's got like a cultural relevance that goes beyond football and that makes guys excited. Like everybody's a Lamar Jackson fan because he means something a little bit more to other people. Is, is there an element of that that exists for guys where you're like, dude, I, you know, just being a part, being around a figure like that would be a big deal? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Because, you know, when, 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 the play, when the play breaks down, you know, it's not over because, you know, Lamar Jackson, he's good in his feet. You know, he's going to run around the pocket, you know, still looking downfield, trying to make a play. You know, so so whenever you think the play is over, you downfield, now it's scrimmer drill. You know, just go find open. I know Lamar Jackson going to, you know, find you or he's going to turn up field. You just, you know, turn around and block for him. He's going to do the rest. So I feel like having him, you know, as your quarterback, man, that's, 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 man, that's a great feeling. I mean, you know, I mean, you never know. You like literally that. never know what might happen on any play, bro. Yeah, you, you <laughs> it, never is, it is you wild never to know. watch. It's a, it's a <laughs> lot of fun for us. It's a lot of fun to have him on our side. It's a lot yeah, of fun sure. to no, have no, that yeah, dude like on it. our side. Nico Collins. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're just like, sure, why not? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Nico Collins from Michigan with the Zero and GCR. All right, so, so uh, let me go back to Jim Harbaugh for a second, obviously, because we got that connection with the Harbaugh's. What what's what's your when somebody asks you what's it really like playing for Jim Harbaugh? What's like your go to story that you try to give to him about just how different he is than maybe other coaches that you could have had in your life? Um, Coach Harbaugh, man, it's a lot. Uh, well, just it, it's really just the small things he do. You know, like um, he wear the same khakis and. The same outfit every day. You know, the, uh, he wear a cleat throughout the building every day. He don't take his cleats off. That's weird. Okay, that's weird. Off. Wait, wait, wait. That's weird, yeah. right? Like, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's so, he never takes his cleats off. He walks through me's room, got his cleats on. You know, he might change if, if it's muddy outside. So, you know, he don't want to get the carpet dirty. But um, just just everything, you know, just the small things, you know, just on the field, you know, doing warm-ups, catching with the – catching with the receivers, you know, throwing, you know, for the quarterbacks, you know, say warm ups getting ready for a game, you know, he's he's behind the quarterbacks, you know, throwing goal balls to the receivers. You know, he got the gloves on out there catching too. So, you know, just things like that, you know, you it shows you that, you know, he's he's invested, you know, he care, you know, um and, you know, he willing to do very for the team. Did you, you know did... so just things like that, man, you know, that, that that really, you know, stood out to me. Because you know you don't see a lot of coaches, you know, pre game out there, you know, catching balls or throwing balls, you know. So, I don't know. It just, just the same small things like that. No, it's you know, cool, that, man. That caught my eye. That's really cool. Yeah. Did you ever – I know, like, the world was a little bit different over the course of the last year, so some of the events that uh-huh. maybe they would have done didn't have – did you ever get to, to meet John at any point during the process or or maybe even during um, this process? No, nah, I haven't. No, sir, I haven't. I understand I haven't, that. You know, uh, yeah, they, de- yeah, they, they, um, their father, you know, they, he'll come. Oh, Jack, what a great yeah, guy he is, is, man! What a cool yeah, guy! Is, what, what, what was that like getting to know, it? dude? He's got so many like great Muhammad Ali yeah, stories, man. So stories, it's crazy because it's like he, like Coach Harbaugh, man. He's like a spin image. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's like just to hear him talk and to hear Coach Harbaugh talk. It's like, and I see where you get it from. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. It's... So. So yeah, man. Just um, just whenever he comes to the facility, um, Jack Harbaugh, you know, um, he he's always willing to to say, you know, great words, you know, to the to the group of team, you know, great speech, you know. So yes, sir. So just um, things like that, man. That's you cool, know, that, man. 
That really stood out. That, that would be kind of neat, right? Like, I, again, I know you're going to be excited wherever, but to go, like, Jack Harbaugh would still be part of your life if you end up in Baltimore, right? Like, he comes here, he does yeah. the same thing. That would be kind of a neat story to go from one to the other, right? Yeah, it would. It I really mean, would. <laughs> so we just need to make it happen now. That's the way it goes. Now we just need to make it happen moving forward. We need to make it happen right now. Nico, what do we, we need to know about you? You know, uh, uh, a football player, and I was checking out your Instagram. It's just nothing but football on Instagram. What, what else What else are you all about? Like, you know, give me a Friday night, maybe, outside of football football season there's no pandemic going on like what's what's your life look like friday night with no pandemic uh well i'm in the house playing COD, uh, call of duty okay i'm on war zone okay i yeah, mean so but... I'm, I'm on a game or either like i'm telling my home uh, my friends you know we probably go out and get some food or something you know and play the game you know just really just chilling with each other legit. you know just doing whatever legit what you know, every player yeah I'm not kidding. It's all all Ravens players were doing last season when they couldn't hang out with each other. Like when everybody had to stay uh-huh. in their own place, all they were doing yeah. was playing Call yeah, of Duty. Gonna... <laughs> uh, give me. Yeah, cause I, I swear, like doing quarantine, man. I I got heavy on it. I mean, dude, okay, you have to be willing to a- answer honestly because I, I a lot of times guys always shave this number down. The most consecutive hours of Call of Duty that you've played since quarantine began is what? Oh, I'll say, let me see, I'll say at least, man, at least, at least five. That's amazing. That's amazing. You just sort of lose track of time. You're like, wow, we've been yeah, doing it. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you, lose, you lose track. Oh, man, now all of a sudden you got to take a break. You know, hold on, <laughs> run to the kitchen, get some snacks real quick. Right. And you come right back. But, you know, it's like in the morning oh, you just repeat it dude no doubt man no doubt i completely get it bro i completely get it nico collins man what a good dude you are really really enjoyed this conversation what what can we plug What's for up, you man? um twitter instagram where are people giving you a follow as you go through all this um twitter twitter and, and the handle is uh i had it up um, here so it's, yeah it's l it's lbg underscore nico seven so lbg me let's be great Ah, I love that. I love that. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. LBG. I made that in middle school. That's really – no, but it, I, don't give that one up, man. That's a great one. Let's be great. I love that. Was it, that, that You come yeah. up with that in middle school, and you just sort of – is it sort of been like a life mantra from you for there? Yeah, yes, sir, LBG. I love that, man. That's awesome. At LBG, LBG underscore good, Nico 7. Um, that's where you go follow yeah. Nico Collins. Dude, Nico, um, excited yeah. for you and, and what's coming up next, man. Really hope that it ends up being Baltimore. Please understand, we like you – um, if you end up in Pittsburgh, we're going to say horrible, horrible things about you on Twitter. We promise we don't actually mean them, all right? It's, it's not personal. I got you. It's, it's not my fault. It's not. <laughs> Nico, congratulations well, on everything. It. Thank you for taking the time for us. No doubt, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Nico Collins day. from uh, Michigan. Appreciate him hopping on with us. And, um, again, just as far as a big guy – with an appetite to be willing to be blocking and all that sort of stuff, it would make a lot of sense for the Ravens, for Nico Collins to be in the mix. All right. Today's show also brought to you by the Stan the Fan Variety Hour. They had three of them this week. Stan and Ross talking baseball. Stan and Bill Ardeen talking sports betting in Maryland. Stan, Gary Stein, and John Maroon talking about name, image, likeness, and college sports. They're all available right now. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. Click on the Videos tab or PressBoxOnline.com. Stan Shows, as always, brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. 
We come back in. There is an unbelievable venue that's about to open at Live Casino Hotel, and I want to learn more about it because it just seems like the coolest possible place for sports fans to be able to hang out. So we're going to do that next. Glenn Clark Radio from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. Glory Days Grill is celebrating their 25th anniversary this month, featuring their 12-ounce silver anniversary New York strip steak, the smoky thigh wings, a double bacon and cheddar burger, the strip steak sandwich, barbecue chicken bowl, and their silver anniversary turtle cheesecake. Toast to 25 more years with Glory Days Grill's silver anniversary IPA, brewed by Virginia-based brewery Devil's Backbone, and take home a commemorative glass. Celebrate by entering any of their three contests online, a trip to Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, free wings, or lots of other great prizes. Enter online at glorydaysgrill.com slash 25th anniversary. The 25th anniversary menu is available through June 20th. Come in for great food, good sports, and family fun. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. Guys, we're almost there. As a lot of people have said, we are at the 10-yard line, but the COVID-19 pandemic is not quite over so we need to continue to be vigilant do the right things including wearing our masks and if we're gonna wear them why wouldn't we wear masks that represent our favorite teams and players home team masks available right now pressboxonline.com slash masks we got a purple and orange state flag neck gator for you as well as the celebrate 8 mvp neck gator and an over the ear faded distress state flag and traditional colors mask they're available pressboxonline.com slash masks let's get this over with wear our masks home team masks baseball is back in full in 2021 and the bat around has got you covered from bell to bell hi i'm paul valley and you can catch me along with my co-host zach goodman every saturday morning from 10 to 12 on the bat around right here at press box sports we'll break down every win every loss and everything in between plus tell you who we take to rake each week as the orioles look to get back in the hunt and bring competitive baseball back to baltimore catch us at pressboxonline.com slash the bat around or at facebook.com slash press box sports that's the bat around every saturday morning from 10 to 12 right here at press box sports it takes time to get rich flavorful coffee beans from the lush mountain regions of colombia and brazil to royal farms but less than a minute to get yourself a delicious hot cup of the finest and freshest coffee in the world because royal farms new swiss made coffee machines grind those rich flavorful coffee beans and brew them one magnificent cup at a time it's why royal farms makes the freshest and best coffee in the world real fresh real fast royal farms Redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. 
Nothing but men. Right now, get to your neighborhood Royal Farms out of the hundreds of locations around town to pick up the new print issue of Press Box, which is available. John Means, Orioles ace on the cover. It's really a story not only about John Means, but about how the entire philosophy of pitching in the organization has changed now with Chris Holt in charge from top to bottom. Again, go pick up that print issue of Press Box today, or you can read the entire thing, pressboxonline.com. So I'm just going to read this description to you of what's coming this month at Live Casino Hotel. It's called Sports and Social Maryland. The 212-seat Sports and Social is a perfect blend of sports viewing excellence and integrated casino and social games. The venue will feature a state-of-the-art AV system with more than 100 linear feet of LED screens, including a giant 47-foot-wide main screen. Sports and Social will feature two main bars, luxurious VIP lounges, tiered sports viewing lounge chairs, casino games such as blackjack and roulette, as well as an assortment of interactive social games, including mini bowling and oversized foosball, and I need to know more. Joining us now to tell us more, he is the Vice President of Food and Beverage for Entertainment Consulting International, bringing sports and social to Live Casino Hotel. He is Steve Micheletti, and he's with us here on GCR. Steve, it's Glenn and Kyle. Uh, My first question, are we allowed to actually move in to Sports and Social Maryland when it opens this month? You know, you really will want to, but we can make an arrangement so you can stay at the hotel. I'm for it. I I will be there. Just a short walk over to Sports and Social. What a cool Um, concept this is, man. (laughs) What a... Yes, I, I have to tell you, I've had... Uh, the pleasure of opening the last two, one at uh, Pittsburgh Live and one at Philadelphia Live, and an absolutely incredible experience. Absolutely incredible. And the guests that have come in are, whether you're a diehard fan from Pittsburgh or Philly uh, or just a a casual sports consumer, it, it just takes your breath away. It's just a cooler place to watch. No offense. Like, I know people talk about, like, the home experience. <clears throat> this is better than the home experience. Let's just make that uh, well, very clear. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, and, and unless you've got the capacity in your home to accommodate a 47-foot-wide yeah, screen, yeah. Th- this, this, this takes, takes the cake, literally and figuratively. Nothing similar. It's unbelievable. All right, so let, let's get some of the, the hard details. We know it's coming soon. When will Sports and Social Maryland be opening, Steve? We we open to the public on April 29th. Oh. Uh, I, I just left the site, uh, Glenn. We're in the midst of training. Uh, all the screens were operating. The sound system uh, was up and running. I mean, it, it, it truly is uh, breathtaking. And, 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 and let's make this very clear. It is located inside of Live Casino Hotel, correct? It, it it is inside the casino, and it's um, it really the location just sort of uh, interacts with the synergy of a bustling casino, and sports and social will inject its own synergy into the casino floor as well. Um, hard to miss uh, when you're walking, and um, it'll be hard not to hear it. 
<laughs> I mean, it's not a problem for me. I'll be good with that. In fact, I'm getting older. I, I, I could use it being a little bit louder in there. So so let me let me cover I bring up these terms mini bowling and oversized foosball. And I think that's it. when we hear sports and social, this is talking about the social aspect of it. This is not just a place to come sit down and watch sports. You can do that and that's a great option. But there's more ways for you to inv- be involved when you're hanging out on a Friday night or a Thursday night on the 29th, for example. What even is oversized foosball, Steve? Um, Oversized foosball is an eight-foot foosball table that accommodates four players simultaneously. Uh, The table has been custom-made for sports and social. Um, You know, in addition to that, you mentioned uh, we have two duck pin lanes that are available. Uh, uh, We have two skee-ball you know, games. And, and the whole point of this is that it's really a one of a kind, you know, triple crown experience. It's a restaurant, it's gaming, and, and it's a social lounge. And what, what, whatever your, um, you know, whatever your pension is, we, we have the ability to deliver a really great uh, and enjoyable experience, whether it's uh, lunch or dinner. Um, you can come with friends. You can come with family, uh, and, and you're going to have a great time. You're going to get great food. Uh, and, and um, you know, once FanDuel is up and running, it, it's the perfect yeah. place to place a wager and then watch uh, the game that you've placed a wager on. Yeah, we're going to talk um, about that. We're going to talk right. about that. Steve Micheletti is with us. He's the vice president of food and beverage for Entertainment Consulting International. Sports and Social Maryland opening April 29th at Live Casino Hotel. So that is really fascinating to me because the pictures that I've seen make it look like um, a, a really nice sports book, right? And obviously, the way you're describing it, it's so much more than that, right? But what you're alluding to is that 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 could be, as we know, this is coming in the state of Maryland. Um, it has now been passed. It is, it is happening. We now know all the rules for it. And in the coming months, sports betting is going to be real in the state of Maryland. Is what you're saying that this will also serve, on top of everything else, Sports and social will also serve as kind of like a sports book location too. Absolutely, they'll be uh, conveniently located self-service kiosks. There'll be retail windows. There'll be an oversized, uh, oversized odds uh, digital, so you can see the odds as they're currently changing. Uh, again, I you know I I am a college basketball fanatic and. Uh, I was in our sports and social in Philadelphia during March Madness, and I, just the energy, the you know, yeah. the integration of FanDuel, and yep. you know, there wasn't one game that you couldn't watch if you so desired, given our ability to bifurcate the large screens into several smaller screens. I mean, I I can I cannot wait to see this place, Steve. I cannot wait to see. It's funny when you mention you can go there for lunch or dinner. My fear is that I'm going to end up going there one day for lunch and then end up seeing, still being there for dinner is the way that it's going to end up being because it's just the perfect place to hang out. When it opens, so let, let's let's get to this. When it opens on April 29th, it, can you just come in? Do you need? Are you going to need to make reservations? Like, you know, do we know any of those details yet for people that are starting to plan? 
A absolutely. You will have the ability to make reservations through open table, uh, but uh, equally so, you'll just have the ability to uh, walk in and um, ask for a table. We have two glorious bars that have the most tremendous back bar you'd, you'd ever want to see. Uh, we, we are training some great bartenders, great servers. So it, it's, um, it's a pretty flexible environment. And, and if you happen to be a gamer um, and you want to take a break, you know, we have the perfect venue for you to take a break, along with the other venues at uh, Maryland Live. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. It's a, what a spectacular place it is. Man, I am I am so excited. But nice timing, by the way, getting it open for NFL Draft Weekend, by the way. Nice Correct. call there Correct. that you get Correct. it open. That the first night that people can go hang out at Sports and Social Maryland just so happens to be the first night of the NFL Draft. Very well done. Very well done, Steve Nicoletti. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to take credit for that planning, but it is very well done. Um, just search right now, Sports and Social Maryland, um, and, and we're going to link it up on our Twitter account for more details, at Glenn Clark Radio, for you to be able to get a look at what it is that's coming. I, I, I am blown away. This is going to be the absolute coolest place to hang out in our area when this opens. Steve, is there anything else that people need to know before I let you go? You know, I think they'll fully appreciate uh, when they come in that this was a $12 million investment. Um, it's, it's our first in Maryland. Uh, towards mi the middle of this summer, we'll be opening our second uh, in Bethesda, Maryland at Pike and Rose. Oh, cool. Um, but, 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 but I really think if, if you're a diehard Maryland, D.C. fan and mm -hmm. there's a big game or – you know, the upcoming Triple Crown season, as well as all the playoffs, this is where you want to come and watch it. You really, really do. I can't wait. I can't wait to get to come see it. I am uh, I'm blown away by uh, everything, all the work that's being put into this being a, a different type of experience for Baltimore sports fans. It's, it's going to be spectacular. Steve Micheletti, congratulations in advance, man. Uh, awesome stuff. Can't wait to come see the place. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes to join us this morning and tell us more hey, about hey, it. Hey, Glenn, thanks, thanks for having me. I enjoyed the conversation. Be well. Thank you. You too, Steve. Steve Micheletti uh, joining us here on GCR. And he is, as I mentioned, the vice president of, of food and beverage for Entertainment Consulting International. And boy, that seems like a game changer. Literally. As if, as if, yeah, thank you. As if they didn't have enough going for him at Live Casino Hotel. That seems really, really big. All right, uh, we are winding down for a Friday edition. Uh, uh, I saw you were uh, going back and forth with John from Little Rock a little bit about. Indeed, uh, I didn't respond to the diabetic part, and that's a, certainly a part of the discussion here. I don't exactly eat rice too often, but mm -hmm. with Indian food, I eat a lot of it. Frankly, I just you know why wouldn't you? Mm. Um, and you know that's one of the. I'm a diabetic. In case people don't know, rice is a pretty starchy. Yep. Food item, so it does sometimes wreak havoc, but. For the purpose of science and cooking. Ah, for science. For yeah. science. For the world. Yeah. For I the had to learn. world. Is there like a limit to how much rice you can eat or? Uh, no, I just need okay. a bunch of insulin. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. I guess that's true. That's how you can bet that. All right. Uh, winding down. Today's show has also been brought to you by C3 American Exteriors, who always brings you stand the fan shows. But on top of that, don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 right now. Right when? Now. 
now to get roof and siding repairs for the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. Tidbit brought to you today by Home Team Masks. They're available. Go right now. Pressboxonline.com slash masks to get yours. Got the purple and orange state flag neck gator mask. Got the Celebrate 8 MVP neck gator mask. That's the one I'm wearing today. As well as the over-the-ear faded distress state flag mask. They're all available. Pressboxonline.com slash masks is how you get yours today. And again, I know we're getting close. I know we're... It feels like we're almost there, but if you want to go to a baseball game this summer, you're going to be hanging out with people, you're going to need to wear your mask. Pressboxonline.com slash masks. Kid bit of the day. So, NFL draft-heavy discussion. Do you like, by the way, that I'm wearing a children's sunglasses today because I grabbed the wrong ones on the way out the door? I'm Put wearing, them on your face. I'm wearing kids' sunglasses today. Honestly, they don't necessarily... They don't look, you know what I mean? Like I mean it's not They're as, a little small, yeah. but like, yeah. you might have thought they'd be smaller. Uh, there are smaller, yes. That's right, a good point. Fair enough. Uh, NFL Draft was the discussion on, of course, of today's program, and well, it's nearing. We have zeroed in on two names in hopes of perhaps them becoming Baltimore Ravens at number 27. They seem, they're the most exciting overall. to us. Those two, of course, being Rashad Bateman and... Aziz Ojulari. Normally, well, in past years, this is where we made a joke and we would have named the Maryland, the, the terrible Maryland quarterback. We would have been like Aziz Ojulari or Chris Turner. Totally, of but, course. But there's not a, Mar- a terrible Maryland quarterback anymore. It's so nice. We can't make that joke. Well, Rashad Bateman, who knows where he ends up, but ESPN has unveiled a new analytical technology or algorithm, whatever you want to call it, called okay. the Draft Day Predictor, which is meant to attempt to determine the percent likelihood of a certain player lasting I to think, a I certain I think they've done this before. Pick. Yeah. For example, Kyle Pitts, there's no scenario where he lasts beyond pick nine under their metrics. Sure. Not hard to understand. Rashad Bateman, according to this analytic, has a greater than 70% chance of being available when the Ravens select. If you say so. With the number 27 pick. So it does not guarantee anything, but gives reason to hope that the Ravens might be able to secure that wide receiver with said pick. And if they did, well, probably serve to help. I'm not sure if it would boost them too, too much in the win over under rankings in Vegas. I and mean, everybody's getting of new which, players. The Ravens are one of four teams joined the Packers, the Bucks, and the Chiefs as the only teams with a projected win total of 11 what, or higher. What's the percentage chance of Ojolari being around the 27? That they did not release. So when they do, I'll be sure to include what, that. Who did they release? It's just random players they've done it for. Yeah. I can't explain how they've decided Very who they're doing it for. Weird. But yeah. So uh, the teams that are projected to have the fewest wins this year yes. for the trivia part one. Who, which two teams are projected to have fewer than six wins in 2021? Uh, the Jets? No. Six. They're, they're really all in on Zach Wilson. Um, then maybe not the Jag- The Jaguars. Six. I mean, they're, they're giving a lot of credence to... Well, there's 17 games this next year also. Still, but there are two teams that are still somehow expected to have fewer. There are, yeah. The Bengals? Six and a half. The Lions. Five yeah. for Detroit. Dare they doubt the greatness of Jared Goff. 
Um, the Bears. No. I guess their defense is good enough that, despite Andy Dalton currently, yeah, I mean, Andy Dalton's not terrible, but um, the the I guess the the Giants. Nope. The Panthers because they don't have a quarterback. Nope. Less than, I mean, is it the, the Texans because they don't know how the whole thing is going to work out? It is indeed the Houston yeah, that's, Texans. That's a weird, like, that's a weird bit, man. I hear you. Well, like, it's a really bet. weird, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it, you'd almost have to, right? Like, I don't think I would. Why? I, it doesn't, I don't get the sense Deshaun Watson's playing this year. I mean, I get that's what, that's what they're reflecting, but there hasn't really been anything that is said that's the case at this point. I hear you. I, you know, I, it's, uh, if you're into betting and all that. It's really interesting. Go to Williams Hill if you're so inclined. William Hill. It's William. not Will. There's not, well, there's not some guy hits. named Williams Hill. I'll go to Williams Hill and then see if we can yeah, find the bet. Not a thing. Uh, of course, Aziz Ojolari, well, he's about the youngest player. Available in this year's draft. He's one of the younger 20 ones. 20 sure. years old will turn 21 in June of this year. <sighs> Since 1987, there are three. Asking me to remember who it is. There are three players with at least 294 combined tackles. Before turning 23 years old. Of course, that would require very impressive seasons to start Aziz Ojulari's career. Extraordinarily. However, there are three who have put up at least 290 combined tackles before turning 23. So when I think of young players in the NFL, obviously Terrell Suggs' name comes to mind, but I don't know if he put that many tackles together. Of course, he was a sack specialist at the beginning of his career. It is not. Terrell, I so. also think of Amobi Okoye, who was not very good. It is not Amobi Okoye. And so. I will tell you, all three players mm-hmm. play the same position. Well, I mean, inside linebacker would be the most logical place to find guys that, that put up a lot of tackles. The problem is I, I just don't remember which inside linebackers were particularly young when they came into the NFL. So this isn't, this isn't really going to help me. Um, well, it does help you. I mean. Well, because I'm just position. thinking of inside yeah. linebackers. Well, yeah, it's the logical thing to think of. So for it guys helps that you. would put up. Well, why'd you name him Luke Kuechly? Yes. Okay. 320. Patrick Willis. No. Ray Lewis. 294. And, he, and there's one more? There's one more. Brian Erlacher. No. Erlacher. Uh, uh, Derek Brooks. No. Um, Junior Seau. No. He was an outside linebacker, was, too. Well, yeah, I mean, it's fine. Bobby Wagner. No. CJ this Mo- player is active. This player is. CJ Mosley. No. Sean Lee. No. Is active. And this player, by the way, recorded the most. Quan Alexander. No. 355 tackles. Devin White. No. 61 more than Ray Lewis. That guy sucked. Yeah. Demario Davis. No. Christian Kirksey. No. Levante David. No. 
Leighton Vanderesh. No. Fred Warner. No. Darius Leonard. No. That's a good guess, though. Thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate that. Inside, inside line, active inside linebacker. Active inside linebacker. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. How about um, Avery Williamson? No. Zach Cunningham? No. Joe Schobert? No. I hate everything. <laughs> uh, Blake Martinez? No. Inside linebackers. Inside line. Miles Jack. No. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. You have to give me We're something. What if I were to tell you? Rashawn Evans. No. He's still not 23. He's still not 23? He's still not 23. <laughs> I don't... I don't I don't. I really don't. Roquan? No. Who's who's still not twenty? Who is still not twenty three? I don't know, man. You're gonna have to tell me. I really don't know. You, know, you want me to make one more last hail mary I, guess? I, I don't even know where. I, I I'm clearly just either forgetting about somebody or just I don't realize. I don't know. I really don't know. He will be turning twenty three on May second. Ah, what that, what, what you? No. Yeah. Now I know. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I remember everybody's birthdays. Drafted <laughs> in the year. 2018, 16th overall. 2018, 16th overall. Devin Bush? No. 2018, 2018. Edmonds? Tremaine Edmonds. Yeah, all right. From the Buffalo Bills. All right. Is indeed with 355 tackles up to this point in his career. Good for him. The most successful young inside linebacker by that age ever. Tidbit was also brought to you today by Window Nation. Act now. Beat the rush. Window Nation will give you 50% off every style window. Bows, bays, picture and garden windows. Every style, every color. Plus get 0% interest for 18 months. 866-90NATION or windownation.com. Tubular brought to you by Glory Days Grill, sports-themed family restaurant with restaurants across Virginia, Maryland, North Carolina, North Carolina, West Virginia, Florida, and Georgia. Watch your favorite games or entertainment on a ton of TVs, cartoons for the kids. Each table has its own wireless speaker, so you can tune in to whatever game you're watching. And they're celebrating their 25th anniversary. May there be 250 more 12-ounce silver anniversary New York strip steak, smoky thigh wings, double bacon and cheddar burger, strip steak sandwich, barbecue chicken bowl with ancient grains, and their silver anniversary turtle cheesecake. And you can toast to 25 more years with their silver anniversary IPA. Oh, man, what a time to be at Glory Days Grill. Glorydaysgrill.com is the website to find out more. Here's what's coming up this weekend. We actually already went through the pitching matchups earlier today. Ah, I see it's doing that bit again where it's not saving. I don't know what that's all about, but I don't care for it one bit. Uh, Mass and two Orioles Rangers tonight at 8 o'clock. Jorge Lopez, Mike Fultonovich tomorrow at uh, 7 o'clock. Orioles Rangers. We are assuming Dean Kramer against Dane Dunning. Sunday, Mass and two at 2.30. Dean and Dane. 
We're assuming. We know it's Dane. We don't know if it's I Dean. I want to play with the Dean Dane. I hear you. I hear you. John Means, Kyle Gibson, 2.30 on Sunday. There's not a lot of big events this weekend. There's that stupid fight tomorrow night on pay-per-view, Jake Paul and Ben Askren, which I have less than zero interest in. Here's the problem. Lorenzo Truck Simpson is also on that card. Oh, crap. Yeah. I'm not paying for it. I'm definitely not paying for it. I don't want to be the guy that steals it, but yeah, me neither. It's it's definitely an option because I I can't support this getting my dollars. I I am so it bothers me so to my core that this is a thing that exists that I can't give it my dollars, but yet I do want to see Truck Simpson fight. Do you know if he's the the final undercard is he the, yeah, like the co-headliner? Right before, I like... don't. I don't actually know. Here's the card. Here's how it's listed. Yuck! 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 It's um. Well, maybe it's not listed. Take it all back. I take it all back. Take it all back. Take it all back. See, so they announced Gervonta's next fight. By the way, I did. He's going up to 140 pounds. Yes, facing Mario Berrios on a pay-per-view later on this summer. Um, I'm not seeing the card like listed in order. All right. Uh, I, I just don't know what... By the way, Frank Mir is also on this card, which is bizarre. <laughs> what a weird bit that is. Um, They don't have it listed as being like the next fight right. on the card. It's Lorenzo Simpson and Francisco Torres. So it's probably one of the first. It's like yeah. that's the last couple, I would imagine, of Guessing. the undercard. The pay-per-view, I believe, starts at 9 o'clock. So uh, around 10, you'd see Lorenzo. Maybe. I don't know, man. I, I, hate, I hate this so much. I really hate this so much. I hate that we're even talking about it. But um, it's what it is. If you want to watch Truck Simpson fight, he is on this stupid Jake Paul Ben Askren card over the weekend on pay per view. So there's that. I'm so sorry to have to be the be the one to share that information with you. Uh, lacrosse this weekend tomorrow. Navy Loyola one o'clock on ESPN Plus, Big Ten Network Plus, Johns Hopkins Rutgers at five, CA TV for Towson and UMass at one. For some reason, UMBC doesn't want to tell us where their game is going to be airing. I got some other things I would like to say, but I'm not going to say them right now. Uh, UMBC, that's at noon against UMass Lowell. I'm assuming you can watch it because Gary Stein's calling it. I know all of that. I just, for whatever reason, they, they don't feel like sharing it. Might, maybe it's the conference's fault. Uh, Sunday, Ohio State, Maryland, 5 o'clock on Big Ten Network. Uh, the tonight Wizards host the Pelicans at seven o'clock on NBC Sports Washington. Tomorrow Capitals Flyers at twelve thirty on NBC Sports Washington, NHL Network, and the rest of the country. Pistons Wizards tomorrow night eight on NBC Sports Washington. The Capitals and Bruins noon Sunday on NBC. Everything else. Oh, you know what? This is a big deal. Um, you know, if you're a, a jobbing out listener, uh, our buddy AJ Francis. His new show, WWE's Most Wanted Treasures, debuts Sunday night, 10 o'clock on A&E, which is, I mean, I, it's wild. It's wild to me that one of my best friends is hosting a show on the A&E network. Like, I just haven't really, like, grasped that fully just yet. But it starts this Sunday night. Our pal AJ Francis, of course, the former Terp um, from, uh, from Anne Arundel County, father is the football coach at Mead, Coach Mike Francis, Guy that you've been, you know, he, I've been friends with for a very long time, and you hear on Jobbing Out, he is the host of WWE's Most Wanted Treasures Sunday nights, ten o'clock on A and E, starting this week, following uh, Annie biography, Stone Cold Steve Austin at eight. So if you're a wrestling fan, pretty cool night of programming. 
some uh, non-sports highlights for the weekend? Non-sports. We've got the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, new episode streaming now on Disney+. Plus. Indeed. Along with a new show with John Stamos playing a basketball coach of yeah, girls. No team. interest in that whatsoever. Big shot streaming now. Uh, speaking of no interest in whatsoever, but maybe somebody does. Netflix has a new show with Jamie Foxx, where you'd probably say, Jamie Foxx, Netflix, I'm excited. I, I saw it. It's a sitcom, literally, like it supposedely it like does, it does not look right good. at home on ABC in the 80s it kind of thing. Streaming now called Dad, Stop Embarrassing Me, if you're so inclined. Yeah, I am not. Yeah. Um, boop, doop, doop, doop. Russell Wilson and Sierra are on Fallon tonight. Um, on Sunday, no SNL this week. On Sunday, you've got Simpsons and all that stuff on Fox. You've got the rookie. I know you're a big fan, Nathan Philly in ABC. Sounds like your way of saying no, there's not really anything. Actually, no, I'm lying. There is stuff. A new show on HBO, 10 o'clock, starring Kate Winslet, Mm. called Mayor of Easttown. And not Mayor, M-A-Y-O-R, but M-A-R-E, like a female horse. No, it's not Mr. Mayor. No, it's not. Mayor of Easttown, it is apparently some sort of crime drama. Okay. Not, not like some old English, like little women kind of thing, which okay. is, you know, I'll be, you know, checking it out at some point. Maybe I'll have to finish Peaky Blinders before I. If you say so. Um, Why would I not say so? There's a new Stars documentary called Confronting a Serial Killer. Tom Hardy, by the way, is so good in Peaky Blinders. He's so he's good. Well, he's, I know he's good in everything, but God, it's. Like at first the character annoyed me, and then as it st- I stuck with it, I'm. St- oh. I have nothing so to add. Good. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Oh, you gotta watch it. Um. Stars confronting a serial killer at 9 o'clock on Sunday. Stuff and things. Check it all out at Glenn Clark Radio. Thanks today to Nico Collins from Michigan. Thanks to Jason Owe from Penn State. Viable number one overall pick. Or not overall pick. Number one pick of the Baltimore Ravens. Thanks also to Connor Orr from SI for joining us for our weekly draft segment. And to uh, Steve Micheletti. We'll get all that up in the greatest hits section of the Archives. tab at glennclarkradio.com. Monday's a day. Stuff and things. Very good. Jeremy Connell join us as he does every Monday and Stuff and Things on Monday show. Uh, don't forget tomorrow morning, the bat around with Paul and Zach, 10 to noon. I know Steve Molesky is joining them, and they'll be talking some Rangers as well with the Orioles taking on the Rangers this weekend. And um, the new episode of Jobbing Out available as well right now. If you go to uh, wherever you get your podcast, just search Jobbing Out. You can find it there. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, the U.S. Army, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, Exxon Mobil, K&S Automotive, C3 American Exteriors, the Bradley and Nikki Bozeman Foundation, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks, Kyle Ottenheimer, Sad Lonely Man. Oh, we'll get Kyle in the kitchen up in the uh, greatest hits as well. Sad Lonely Man, follow him on Twitter, at K. Ottenheimer. Follow us at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Friday evening weekend go birds go local lacrosse teams duke sucks ohio state sucks too